Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We've heard for many, many months now there's a war on football, right? The football's under attack. The uh, delicate flowers cannot handle the violence in the National Football League and just the whole package of football in general. So there's been a big hullabaloo raised about ending football and making it flag football. And maybe someday that'll happen. But now another battlefront, another subplot to the war on football, the NFL being attacked by social justice warriors out to get Roger Goodell. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We are back at it again, and uh, yet for another day, uh, right there at the top of the fold, a number one, 
the uh, the mover and shaker who does this guy does not talk. He's like a, a Buddhist monk. He's taken a vow of silence, but he still uh, continues to draw headlines. Colin Kaepernick. The chatter continues. Uh, he is the most talked about person that talks the least. Uh, former NFL player, now unemployed. Go out and get a real job, Kaepernick. Uh, that's what other people have to do when they're unemployed. But anyway, uh, if you've been in a dark place and you have not been exposed to any forms of sports media, then maybe, just maybe, you might have not paid attention. You might have missed this. But the the big top-of-the-fold headline, which has been dissected under a microscope over and over and over again, is the latest wrinkle. Now, we've got dueling stories here. Now, we, we talked at the end of the show yesterday about the story that had broken in the overnight hours because that's the first thing. There was a report saying that Colin Kaepernick had actually been offered a job and he turned it down because the contract was for the minimum salary, which seems completely plausible that that scenario played out. And since Kaepernick's chosen not to talk, I'm going to choose to believe that as the gospel. And then there was another story that came out later in the day, uh, this starting on social media, someone who used to be a big deal in the entertainment, Spike Lee, uh, trying to get back uh, on into the spotlight there. Spike uh, came out and he promoted a New York City rally later this month, in the month of August, to help get Colin Kaepernick a job. That's right. Uh, NFL headquarters, uh, the big uh, rally there outside the NFL corporate offices in support of the guy that doesn't have a job. So everyone's been dissecting this. Now, I saw Jason Whitlock on Fox Sports 1, uh, and he talked about this in particular, and he pointed out, I thought this was a, a, a fair point, that these rallies, this particular rally, and there have been, there've been others, and other protests are, are all part of an orchestrated shakedown of the NFL. Now, he's not the only one that has said that. This has been kind of a constant theme here, that there is a clear agenda from those that have propped up Colin Kaepernick as a god, and he is the almighty one, all-powerful, and they will not settle until they get what they want. They want him not only to get a job, they want him to make a ton of money. I, it, it's a certainly a plausible scenario that Whitlock threw out, and others have thrown it out as well. So let's talk about that. The question is this. Is that fair or unfair to say that the Colin Kaepernick rally is a shakedown of the NFL. Now, I, I've, like a bad poker player, I've revealed my hand. Uh, it is totally fair because that's exactly what it is. If you look up the definition, if you go by the book, if you go by the book, this is totally fair. This is a hostage situation is what it is. We are talking about a hostage situation here, uh, and I'll tell you why. A, essentially, what is taking place with the, the latest wrinkle with Colin Kaepernick here is that the the zealots that are supporting him, they have a one-track mind, right? They, they have locked in on this, and those that are around Kaepernick have essentially issued an ultimatum. The ultimatum is you either give him a job, a good job, you pay him a good amount of money, or we will continue to harass you. And we'll, we'll boycott and call you racist, even though 70% of the NFL is black, but this is a racist business, according to some of these nut jobs that have uh, the, the side of Kaepernick. So th- this is going to 
test the backbone, the resolve of the NFL. And even though the NFL likes to act like the tough guy, when the Patriots are involved and the suspensions, Roger the Hammer Goodell is throwing it around. Right? He's got the machismo. He's doing his thing. And, and But here's the problem. In these type of situations, in these scenarios, and this is unique, the Kaepernick story, but it is a social justice story, the NFL's reputation is they fold. They fold. Uh, eventually, Roger Goodell, who lives in that New York bubble, is going to fall to this pressure. And my example is Michael Sam. That's my example. And there, there's other examples as well. But my, you, you had Hollywood, you had Oprah, you had all these people uh, who were demanding that the NFL draft Michael Sam. Why? Because he's gay. And you know what happened? Michael Sam, the speculation is a favor was called in. He wasn't going to be drafted. And the NFL said, hey, Jeff Fisher, you're a toady for the league. Help us out. Draft this guy. So with only a handful of picks to go in that particular NFL draft, the then St. Louis Rams saved the day and prevented backlash against the NFL by drafting Michael Sam, who did not make an NFL roster and did not ever appear in a regular season game. But that was an appeasement of those that had been campaigning to get Michael Sam into the NFL. It worked that he got drafted, and then the the crowd kind of buzzed away, and that was it. So it's certainly reasonable to think that Roger Goodell could pull the same stunt here. I get the media lunatics that want to get Kaepernick a job, you know, just get him off their back and call a favor in to somebody. Now, this the, the other part of this, this just signing Kaepernick is not going to stop this. See, the, this is the case. You give an inch, you might as well give a whole country mile when you give an inch here because then it's going to be he's got to play. Right? And people are going to boycott and protest and, you know, he's being held back. It's always going to be something. That's the bully the bully move. And if the bully gets his way, the bully's going to keep going here. They will be inspired if the NFL shows no backbone and caves in. Now, meanwhile, Spike Lee, I I got I smiled so much when I heard about this. Now, you say, why would I smile? What's, what's so funny about this? There's no humor in this. Now, Spike Lee has not had a lot of success. Is that fair to say recently? Like, most of Spike Lee's success was long ago. I think that's an accurate, fair statement if you were to look at the career of Spike Lee in entertainment. Uh, but I would like to say right now that I, I would nominate this for some kind of comedic award. This is one of the great acts of comedy I've ever seen. Why? Because Spike Lee clearly calculated, clearly planned out. He sent out on social media a message to promote the fact that there would be this rally at NFL headquarters. It was Kaepernick's fight against injustice. United we stand. Right? Oh, man. There's, oh, boy, this is great. You got a picture of Kaepernick kneeling and uh, one of his teammates there from the Niners back in the day kneeling as well. Uh, and, and these dopes didn't use spell check. They misspelled Colin Kaepernick's name. They misspelled the man. This is comedy gold. Don't! Do you imagine all the checks and balances? And this is their big moment in the sun and their deity, their false god, Colin Kaepernick. They can't even spell the guy's name. They got it wrong. <laughs> it's just great. Now, I want to know, at this particular rally later in August, 
Will there be a spelling teacher to teach them how to spell Kaepernick's name? Will that be taking place? They'll have the rally outside there in Manhattan, and there'll be a bunch of people there. All right, here's how you spell Kaepernick. Okay, it's K-A-E-P-E-R-N-I-C-K. That's Kaepernick. We'll quiz you on that later. And I also want to know, what's the dress code? Like, if I wanted to attend, if I, if I happen to be in the New York area for this Kaepernick uh, rally, do I wear the black or the blue pig socks? Like, which ones do I wear? I need to know what the proper wardrobe is. Is it the Fidel Castro T-shirt or the Malcolm X shirt? Which one am I supposed to wear? And will Kaepernick's girlfriend be there? I hope she shows up. She can bring the Roger Goodell slave props, the slave master props. She can bring those to entertain the crowd because you got to go all in, right? you got to go all in at this event. You can't hold back. Those are some tough decisions to make, right? Those are some really tough decisions to make. Now, I hope you remember the last one. This is not an original idea, this uh, rally for Kaepernick. Uh, this did not get a lot of attention because it's actually been forgotten. You probably don't remember this. Uh, but we talked about it at the time. I believe this is back in either March or May. Uh, it was a few months ago. And there were a group of people that decided they would like to also protest uh, for Kaepernick and the oppression, they called it, of Colin Kaepernick. And so they, the opposition, again, went to New York, Manhattan, outside the NFL's headquarters. Do you remember how many people showed up to that particular rally? Do you remember that? Uh, was it, it must have been thousands of people, right? I mean, this is a big event. It's been a story for a year almost uh, in the NFL, this Kaepernick story. Uh, and these people rallied, uh, again, just get Kaepernick uh, uh, the proper contract and a job and to fight the NFL. Well, uh, it is estimated that roughly 35 people showed up to support Colin Kaepernick back at that particular rally. So uh, we hope that Spike can get more than 35 people to show up at this uh, particular event uh, coming up here in August, uh, later this month. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We will take your phone calls. If you would like to be part, you can give us a buzz. You know the number. We're also available on Twitter, and that's at... Ben Maller, unfortunately, not the whole crew is here. Uh, Ralph took the night off, so filling in for Ralph uh, is a new update guy named Eddie, uh, who just started here at the network. So I hope this is his tryout show. So hopefully it goes all right, and we'll keep, <laughs> we'll keep Eddie around. Uh, he's, he's a little uh, green behind the ears, but hopefully uh, everything will be okay here, yeah. and he'll be able uh, to make it. Almost uh, forgot how to get to the studio with those four days off. I understand. Whoop. You know, you don't want to hustle in, you know, and you know, try to get in after a flight because that you need a good night's sleep. You do not want to rush in here. Well, that would know, be a problem. I told management that I'd be willing to come in, and they're like, no, no. Take the time off. Of course. Rest up. Come in at full yeah. strength to take on Ben Maller. Yeah. Because you need to be at full strength for that, and I agree. Well, they and said that Ralph's, Ralph's better, so why would we We don't need you. We got Ralph. Ralph was begging management to please take him off this show and this shift. And, well, that's because uh, Ralph. They relented. Ralph they goes relented. to bed at 6.30. He has the early bird special. He has dinner, and then he goes to bed right after that. I could give you a whole dissertation of butt angles. Yeah, yeah. You, why don't you talk about butt angles, Eddie? I don't What's know, wrong I don't, with you? I don't know what that is. So Ralph I, gives us butt angle talk. You don't do that. I know. I don't do that. Yeah. Very, Ralph, very, very true. Ralph broke a story about Mike Trout. No one else had a story that Ralph broke about Mike Trout on the show last night. Wow, very exciting. Yeah, you want to hear that? Do we have the audio on that? 
No, these these guys, they they didn't want to put it in. They decided they rather than do their jobs, they decided not to put it in. So, but well, yeah. Ralph had been abused enough, from what I understand. So, well, of I mean, course, you can only beat a man so much. Good way to cover for the staff there, Eddie. Way to go. It's a good job. Speaking by of the you. staff, hello, Danny. Hello, Coop. Good to see you guys after those four days off, which seemed like an eternity. <laughs> How was Canton? I actually enjoyed it. I I, thought, I wish you would take more that's, time. That's off. a lie. It's good to have you back. Management Andy. said that uh, you were complaining constantly. Oh no, I never complained. Oh if, yeah. If I, oh, actually, yes, you if did. I actually complained about the things that need to be complained about, I would spend all my time talking to management. But I don't do that. Uh, Canton was great, guys. Thanks yeah. for asking. Uh, the weather cooperated, which was really great. Oh, thank it was, God. Uh, the oppressive heat last time we were there was not fun. Yeah. Overcast and cloudy there in Ohio, and uh, so that was good. That was very good. You'd be posting your travel photos, because everyone wants to live through you. They're, on, fa- they're on Facebook. You. If you follow me on Facebook, you can see uh, now, see the photos. Did you? I hope you left that Tomlinson party and went to the real party, uh, Jerry Jones' party. I, that's, where I, I the, did, that's where the party was. I did not, although it was at the same place. We saw the yeah. Cowboys bus out there, and we're like, why is the Cowboys bus here? And was, didn't, didn't put two and two together. Was but, Dean uh, Blandino on the bus? Was he hanging out? Now he's, he, he might have yeah. been. I did not go go onto the bus to check who was on the bus. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jerry apparently had a, uh, I guess he topped LT's party. Uh, well, who, who did LT Tom, had a good party, did, though. Did, did, who did uh, T.I. was there. Uh, Danny, are you uh, you uh, thumbs up on oh, that? Yeah. or tip. How much did he get paid? I don't know. I, I probably. I don't think that Ladanian Tomlinson uh, or whoever paid for that uh, dished out the twelve million or whatever the number was. Sixteen uh, million dollars. Sixteen million dollars. Yeah. Very nice. Did you steal anything from the Tomlinson party, like a, a napkin or a cup or something uh, like that? My, to remember? my my one regret was we left at three a.m. and it was still going on. Uh, Why'd you leave? Well, we You're were tired. On vacation. Oh, stop. We, stop. We had been up since the early morning. You don't have to we get up and go to work. You stay. You enjoy so the party. We, we You're wa- the last we, guy out of the party. We walked out, and we get in the car, and, and we're getting ready to drive away, and my wife says, uh, man, we, I wish we, we should have grabbed one of those gift bags. I'm like, gift bags? Where yeah. are the gift bags at? Did you turn around and go get one? I, I didn't think that would be... Good form to go running back. No, you go back. The they don't listen. You they'll forget about it. Everyone's probably hammered and sauced. And uh, don't worry about it. You go back. You get one uh, of the bags. I'm I'm like part of me wants to know what was in the gift bag, and part of me doesn't because there's something like really cool in there. Stacks of old San Diego Charger gear. They're trying to get rid of. <laughs> That's <it's> what... possible. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> it's either that, or they're going to send it to the third world countries so the kids can wear the old San Diego Chargers gear because they don't need that anymore. So. All right, very good. Again, we'll take a bunch of your phone calls. You can be part of this. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller, the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. That's Ben Maller Show. You can be part of all this. We're going to call this one Salesman-like Stretches. Salesman-like Stretches. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll get to salesman-like stretches coming up in a couple minutes. The Kaepernick-Spike Lee narrative continuing on as we fight the good fight here on Fox Sports Radio, Kurt says that Tom Looney, a colleague here at Fox Sports Radio, has been organizing a rally against the dopes that misspelled Kaepernick's last name uh-uh. on Spike Lee's rally announcement. That, yes. may, that may be true. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true. At, at what point did someone uh, say, uh, "Hey, uh, there's a problem"? <laughs> hey, Spike, we got we got a problem. 
Let's see the the last name's not, not not right. Does he even do his own social media? A lot of these these uh, Heidi tidy uh, rich guys, these famous people, don't they don't even do their own social media. They got a whole team of people that send out these comments. Just like me, I don't handle my Twitter feed at all. I got people that take care of that for me, Eddie. I never see a tweet. And uh, I, Is that right? Yes. I didn't know I, that. I am much too important as a beacon of overnight radio to be bothered with tweets. I don't care about <laughs> mentions, whether you're verified or not verified. I don't need notification. notification. I don't need any of that. I'm better than that. I, I get handed a, a stack of things that people say, but they're all filtered. Everything's filtered. Uh, this one, though, somehow got through the filter. Ernie in Michigan writes and says, Ben, the 35 people that showed up for that last Kaepernick rally, almost as many as your LeBron to the Clippers rally. From years <laughs> no, no, we had more, Ernie. We had thousands. I don't know about that. I saw a picture. No, we had thousands of people that, that were now there. that is a lie. It's not a lie. That is a big that lie. That was the lead story on SportsCenter that night. No, no, I'm not. Slow you, you, you got You guys are all laughing, but it's totally true. The first <laughs> no, shot. It's not. No, I'm not making that no. up. The first shot they had was of Clipper Darrell with his bullhorn, and there I was standing right beside him as yeah. he led the, the movement, and it was just <laughs> tremendous. We had people it taking photos. It was not photos. tremendous in any way. It was wonderful. It was one of the, the glorious events in the history of sport. Of Clipper basketball, yes. That is true. Tremendous. It was just tremendous. Uh, and so many people loved it. We got a lot of praise two, and a lot of not credit. Not three, not yeah. four. And it worked. Um, the NBA acknowledged our presence. And while they didn't give us LeBron James, they gave us Chris Paul until he ran out of his prime. And now that he's past his prime, he's moved on somewhere else. So it worked out very well. Let's go to Paul, who's in Boston. And he is on the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Hello, Paul. It's been a while, Paul. What's up? Hello, and finally, Poetic Paul has come back to Eddie G, Big Ben E, and Ben. I have a new scoop for the Koopa Loop on our old buddy Colin Kaepernick. You know what that scoop is? Well, I need scoop. What's the noise behind you? What's going on there? Is there a truck driving by? What is that? Uh, no, it's an air conditioner. It's very hot up here, bud, and yeah. in the right. summer. All right, I got you. All right. All right, well, now, is this a poem for Coop? Is that what you have, like a little poem? An original poem, but okay. Buzz, you must answer the trivia question. Ben, the highest percentage of uncatchable passes from his happy feet and poor form in the pocket with a 15.7 rating is who in the NFL? All right. Uh, this is for a new car and a trip to Hawaii. I'm going to go with Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. Oh, I won. I'm a winner. Who? Well, for those that don't know, uh, on this show, we like the finer things in life. We like songwriters, creative people, songwriters, poets, novelists. And in the case of Paul, he is a poet, uh, and he has been one of the great poets of all time. When you think of the legends of poetry, Shakespeare, Dickens, Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe, uh, and so, uh, Ernest Hemingway, and so many others, you have to put Paul somewhere on that list. Every guy's got a different feel to him. He, he's the poet laureate of the Ben Maller Show, and I will stand down. Do you need anything, Paul? Do you need any kind of effects or anything, or are you good? We are good to say that Colin had a little problem with the police and didn't stand for the flag, so I have an original Mallard Nation comment poem for that. Is that fair enough? All right. Now, can you? how fast can you do it? Because people get, not that you're not entertaining, but if it goes too long, there's a problem. How quickly can you do the poem? 
48 seconds. All right, Danny G, if he goes over 48 seconds, knock him off the air. Give him the Weed Man Hippie Package. All right, the floor is yours. Without further ado, I now present the Poet Laureate of the Ben Mather Show, Paul in Boston. So Colin got mad because some police are bad, put on socks, cops dressed as little piggies, rejects the flag, then my melt wiggies. Now, in terms of thought projection, I clearly don't get the connection that if some cops are from hell, you just a flag in the NFL. So Colin Copper Schwag, you should always respect the flag, stop the cajole, reverse the rigmarole, but most of all, shut your pie hole. Woo! Ben, I have a few seconds left. <laughs> well, I'm the only one clapping. I don't understand what the what the. All right, okay, good job, Paul. Uh, thank you. And you were you didn't even need 48 seconds. That Correct. was that was tremendous there. Very nice. And uh, thank you, Paul. Don't be a stranger, Paul. We missed you on the show, buddy. <laughs> thank you, Big Ben. Uh, we love you guys. All right, be good. There's our buddy Paul in Boston. Does Paul call the local shows in Boston or only our show? Is he? Does he call those daytime, those mainstream daytime shows, or are we the only one that get the... They smile because he only calls us. The uh, the poet serenade of Paul in Boston. All right. Ben Maller's show on Fox. I promise I, I pushed it back long enough. Salesman-like stretches. We'll get to that. And uh, uh, kind of a smell of desperation in the air as well. All of that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first... Let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. There's a smell of desperation in the air. For the first time since he became a thing, Floyd Mayweather is sensing failure. At least in terms of ticket sales. What's my evidence of that? Well, Money Mayweather just did an interview this week, and he laid it on thick. Uh, he claimed that Conor McGregor has a pretty sizable edge heading into the upcoming fight. In addition, Mayweather claimed that he's not the same fighter he was two years ago. He claims he's lost a step. Uh, the 40-year-old Mayweather ranting and raving in preparation for the upcoming August 26th showdown in the desert where there are literally Thousands of tickets available still at this hour, and it's so bad. How bad is it? Even the luxury boxes, the one percenters that buy the luxury boxes for major sporting events, which is mostly big corporations, they've had to lower the price of a good number of those by $70,000. They outkicked the price range they thought they could get, and so the ticket prices have come down, or the luxury box prices have come down 70 G's, uh, and we still have a couple weeks to go before that big fight in Las Vegas. This also has uh, the smell of Lou Holtz, which is an outdated reference. What's, what's a more appropriate reference? When I was younger and I would watch Notre Dame football, I always looked forward to the, the day, you know, the news coverage day when the coach, I think it was like, uh, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Was it some day during the week, uh, maybe even Thursday, where they would hype up that Saturday's game. And Notre Dame would be playing like the Naval Academy or you know some you know, Sisters of the Blind and Poor, and Lou Holtz would be 
telling everyone that would listen that this is the greatest team ever. Uh, this is like the Lombardi Packers. Uh, just amazing. They cannot be beaten. And he would just go on and on and wax buddy. Uh, like, wh- who's the guy? Now, I know a lot of people do it a little bit. There's a lot of people that do it a little bit. But well, who's like Belichick one? does that. You know, he yeah. makes it seem like the the team that the Patriots are about to go up against, you know, have a good yeah. chance to beat them. Play the Cleveland Browns. That's yeah. a good team. Well coached. Good ownership. Great fan base. You know, all lies. Uh, and he just keeps repeating them over and over and over. But uh, Mayweather, this is this is something. He's he's really going for. And they said, I'm the mother that can't read. I do numbers. I make money. <laughs> yes, you may. You make money, but apparently you have uh, had a little trouble here selling tickets, which is uh, a slight problem. Slight problem. If they don't sell out, what's the movie? Like they have to sell out, right? There'll be like a a last minute flurry of ticket sales. Or what are they? What's the move here? Do you? A, just make the arena really dark, turn the lights down so you can't tell. But people will still be able to tell. Do you, B, try to give out the tickets? Seat fillers, Ben. Seat fillers? Yeah. Okay. What, do you just go into, like, Circus Circus and start handing out tickets? No, you're not public about it, but uh, yeah. you, you find a way to get folks in Well, if there. you go to Vegas, there's kiosks all over Vegas. You know, come see Vegas shows, you know, discounted Vegas shows. This could be a discounted Vegas show. You could get in there and save a bunch of money to see the big fight. Maybe they'll do that. Perhaps. All right. All right. Well, well good luck. I, I know we're all going to lose a lot of sleep worrying about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather selling tickets because this is, a, this is not a sham. This, is, this fight is not a sham. This is professional boxing at its best. This is a premier event, and these guys aren't going to dance in the ring like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Not at all. They are going to be combatants that go after each other. No dancing at all. They're not going to do the waltz uh, in that particular boxing ring. Let's go to Peter in New Orleans. Wow, it's a, we had a poet. Now we have an author. Well, this is not just a lowbrow sports radio show. What's going on, Peter, in New Orleans? Only the best. Peter, when's the book tour? I'd like to, I need to clear my schedule so we can go on the summer book tour. You know, there's been a lot of transitions since the last time we were, you know, since I was really communicating with you guys on a regular basis. I met my fiance. I've got two twins on the way uh, coming con- in November. Congratulations. And we moved in together. Congratulations. That's wonderful. So that's, you know, it's just been some some major changes. And I, uh, I love you guys. I miss you guys. But I think that I got things under control here. The book is on still. It just got put off for a moment. All right, now, so when the twins are born, is it is it going to be a boys or girls? What's it going to be? Do we know? They're two, they're two girls, oh, two uh, girls. Adeline so, and Beatrix. Benetrix, you said? Benetrix, yes, as in Benetrix? Yes, Benetrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be one of those dating girls you get on, on the show from time to time, on the date show. Oh, is that right? Is that right? All right. Uh, well, this is great. Now, now, are you going to rewrite some of the book? Because the show's changed now. We've got Real Talk is the star caller at the moment. He's the flavor of the month here. We've got him, and, and some of the headliners have gone away. Uh, the mystery of Jeannie and Medford. There's two great mysteries in sports media. What happened to Sports by Brooks, and where is Jeannie and Medford? And no one can figure out either one of those things. I'm a doctor. Yeah. Has she ever disappeared for this long before? No, no, she's gone away for a couple of weeks, but we have not talked to Jeannie and Medford in a couple of months. Now, fortunately, we have a full bank of Jeannie and Medford. We have virtual Jeannie and Medford. 
So we can recreate the magic of Jeannie, but the real McCoy, like we can't get any new Jeannie and Medford drops because she doesn't call a show anymore. So here's where the beauty of podcast really shows itself because I can go back, and this is what I intend to do, and re-listen to a lot of the shows that I've missed to get a sense of what has exactly changed through the months that have transpired. Yeah. God bless, really, the paper boys, security guards, yeah. and truck drivers. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't be, you can have your own Maller Marathon where you just listen nonstop and the podcast is is wonderful. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sit down with a little icky icky and a little uh, something else maybe and just go for it, man, <laughs> and I'm going to produce just like we always do. Oh, of course. Well, we look forward to it, Peter. I know everyone's anticipating the book, and uh, we look forward to having book signings all over the country. We're going on a big book tour, and I'll do a lot of media. I'll do some television, a little radio. Uh, are we going to go on with Kelly and Ryan, uh, the, the Ryan Seacrest show in New York? Are we doing that? I think that's on the list. Yes? It absolutely is. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's going to be in the air everywhere. Oh, you see that? That's going to sell is what that's going to do. That is a – yeah, that's what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. All right. Hell yeah. Well, good luck, Peter, and uh, right, mazel tov with the kids, man. It's a wonderful thing. All right, there he goes. Uh, Peter, well, you've had a poet and an author. This is tremendous what we have. This is not – your again, your typical radio show doesn't have this. Now, how old do you think the twins will be when the book is done? <laughs> yeah, twins will be on their deathbed, uh, and then the uh, – you know, 100 years from now – uh, but who's a better writer? And this is a fair question. Who would you rather have write your story, uh, Paul in New Orleans or Mark Twain? Who's better? It's tough, right? I mean, that's a tough. That's a toss up, is what that is. That is that is not that easy. This question is not that easy. Uh, Boston Dave writes in the big Celtic fan. He says, I, "Ben, I heard that guy Paul from Boston call other shows, but they always hang up on." Him. What's wrong with your clippers? They don't appreciate fine arts like poetry and the ballet. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, we we do. On this particular show, we absolutely do. No question. No question about it. All right. Let's keep it going. And eeny, meeny, money. Let's try John in L.A. on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, John. Howdy. Thanks for taking my call. Hello, John. What's going on? You're on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Ben Maller Show. What's on your mind? Well, I'm going to put in my two cents on the Kaepernick business here, if I may. I, I don't I don't understand why he doesn't understand why he can't get hired. I think what he did was, to be applauded, taking a social stance, I mean, that was good. But he did it in a company uniform, you know, and they're selling a product. So why would anybody want to hire him? It's just business, right? Well, the, the thing I've learned here is that a lot of – people who are, seem like good people don't understand the First Amendment. The First Amendment does not guarantee employment. It merely means that you can't be sent to jail by the government for speaking out against the government. That's all it means. But a lot of people seem to think that Colin Kaepernick's First Amendment rights have been violated. And that's just not the case. You can say whatever right, you want. but it, jail. It, Exactly. He's not in jail for saying he doesn't like the, the government and, and either presidential candidate or you know, supporting Cuba or any of those things. He's free to say that, but he's not guaranteed to have employment. And it's I keep banging my head against the wall because I, I hear this from people who I, I used to think were smart who clearly don't understand the First Amendment and continue to these – are, these are people that are supposed to be scholars and, and some of the great pundits of our day, 
And they keep repeating this stuff over and over. I'm like, you're you're an idiot. You're stupid. Why do you keep saying this? Well, that's what I think. It's not a racist issue anymore. Now it's a business matter. Well, no, it, it's His been it's been was racism, but now it's business. Well, it's been turned into a race issue by Kaepernick, but the uh, the NFL has the right to hire and not hire him, and clearly they've voiced their right to not hire him. That that's their uh, uh, right uh, to not hire him. Well, I'll take the unpopular stance of siding with the owners and saying that the hiring is not a racist tactic. It's just them saying you did something that was bad for the brand. We don't know if we can trust you to shill our product anymore. Yeah, and listen, I think most people at your job, I don't know, what do you do for a living, John? What kind of work do you do? Well, right now I'm driving for Lyft. I'm stuck in a sea of cars at the Lady Gaga concert. Oh, really? Where's Lady Gaga performing? She's at the Forum tonight. Oh, at the Forum. Oh, the traffic around the Forum's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Never coming back. You never hear. You're like, I like the money from Lyft, but I ain't. I don't like it that much to go to the forum. Yeah. Now, no, right, now, forum. right, right across the street there, that's where the new Pigskin Palace, where the Rams and Chargers are going to play, uh, in like seven okay, years when they get I'll back. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lot of money. That's that's a hip area, man. That's going to be the, a part of L.A. where uh, they're uh, they're fixing it up, making it all nice, and uh, people will be hanging out there a lot. All, all right. Well, good luck, John. Is the, con- the concert's over by now? Right. It's, it's almost midnight. Yeah. It's, Long. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, I got you. All right, there is uh, John. Uh, man, I look at my concert schedule. I had no idea that Lady Gaga was in town. Shout out to the Lady Gaga crew. We know that the the roadies love the show. They're big fans. Uh, absolutely. They can't can't get enough, right? No? They actually call themselves the uh, the, the Maller Monsters when, when they're not uh, you know, listening <laughs> to Lady Gaga. Who would win? This is a serious question. Who would win a matchup, the Little Monsters or the Maller Militia? I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on the Militia. We have every kind of degenerate. I I mean, and I love my people, but well, if they're sober enough to be able to stand, Eddie, we did a whole hour of uh, formerly incarcerated listeners. You think Lady Gaga does as well with the prison crowd that we do? Not, not at all. We dominate. I, and they, I know these people have changed their lives and they're, they're upstanding citizens. But if the Maller militia needs them and they are called into duty, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to win a battle with the little monsters. They're not above using dirty tactics. Exactly. Exactly. And, they, and more importantly, they know people because they've been to the pokey, pokey, pokey. So they know who to call if you've got to get a, you know, something done. They know who to contact. My guys, do not mess with the Maller militia. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else, and then you have to, in theory, answer it correctly via Twitter. Here it is, the Who Am I game. Since 1999, I hold the NFL record for the most receiving yards in a game that my team lost. Again, since 1999, I hold the NFL record for the most receiving yards in a game that my team ended up losing. Who am I? The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. Scott the Beta King. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Got the MLB Pick'em. The MLB Pick'em coming up momentarily also. We'll pay off the Who Am I game right now. This is where we pretend to be somebody else, and then you have to attempt to answer it. The Who Am I game today is this. 
Since 1999, I hold the NFL record for the most receiving yards in a game my team lost. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Uh, Manic Mike is going with Peyton Manning. Fred Bolitnikoff, guessed by Doobies and Boobies. David Boston, thrown out by Attila. Uh, Who else do we have? Gail Sayers from the Rooster in Minnesota. Mike from the LBC went with Donald Driver. Clearly not cheating today, are you, Mike? Uh, Willie Flipper Anderson, guessed by Jordan. Andre Bad Moon Horizon from Dolphin Mike. All good names, uh, but also wrong. Eddie, do you have an answer? Of course I do, Ben. It's TJ Hushmanzada. The correct answer. A man who is so polarized, so controversial, he's been banned for many years in the NFL off and on, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon had 261 yards for the Browns in a game against Jacksonville. The guy had 10 catches, 261 yards, two touchdowns back in 2013, and they lost to Jacksonville. Cleveland lost the game. All right, let's <gasps> Shocking, I know. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's the MLB Pick'em Daily Fantasy Fun. We're short on time, so we got to fly. Who's got the first pick? Somehow, Eddie Garcia's won like wow. six games in a row. Well, <laughs> Unstoppable. Well, Ralph, our regular update guy, is really good at this uh, game. Uh, but our filling guy, Eddie, goes for a score. Hurry up. Nolan Arenado. All right, Justin. Uh, Charlie Blackman. Danny. Justin Turner. All right, uh, I'll go with Bryce Harper and Cody Bellinger. Danny. Giancarlo Stanton. Coop. Mike Trout. Eddie. Paul Goldschmidt. Again. And Joey Votto. Justin. Jo- uh, Aaron Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. Danny. <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, Matt Carpenter. We got it in. Coop yeah. struggle. We got it in anyway. <laughs> it's okay if you mess with education, but don't you dare. Listen to me. Don't you dare say anything about Alabama football. How dare you, Josh Rosen? Who do you think you are? Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Get the... NFL exhibition football, which is always a snooze fest, kicking off uh, around the country on Wednesday. Some games on Wednesday and Thursday and throughout the rest of the week. Uh, But that's not all. We also have the preamble being cranked up for college football, as that's going to kick off soon, and the hype for Saturday afternoons, which is really like all week, right? There's college football pretty much all week. And one of the stories that has been getting some play this week, and it's really been the big college football-related story the last 24 hours. But it also is an NFL story because the person behind it is projected as a top-10 pick, if not the number-one pick in the 2018 NFL draft. Boy, that sounds weird, the 2018 NFL draft. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, the quarterback out of UCLA, boy wonder, the phenom from a couple years ago who hit the brakes last season in Westwood did not go so well. Did not go well. Well, the UCLA quarterback dropping a nice load of turds right at the doorstep of Nick Saban in an interview that he did with the Bleacher Report. Now, if you read this, congratulations. It was way too long to read the whole thing. Uh, but the, the excerpts of this are wonderful. So I got the highlights of this. Now, Josh Rosen 
is mildly interesting. I don't want to say he's the most interesting man in college football because I have not done inventory on all the people in college football, and there's a, there's a chance that he's not the most interesting man in college football, but he has been for the last 24 hours the most talked-about person in college football, and a rather lengthy story, a profile piece, that type of story. Uh, Josh Rosen, uh, Rosen unloaded. Uh, now, my first memory of Josh Rosen was the, the, the hotshot quarterback UCLA who then had a blow-up hot tub in his dorm room and some uh, beautiful ladies in there, or at least one beautiful lady, and then he had, to, he had to get that taken out. Like I recall that. But Rosen has been creating a firestorm among the college football fan base because he pointed out the Fugazi student-athlete setup. Uh, Rosen, I think it's fair to say, was critical – of the academic versus football balance that takes place on your typical college campus. And so that's just the tip of the iceberg. But let's talk about this. He, he ranted and raved about how the, 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 your typical football player, big-time college football player, should not be going to class, that football and school don't go together. Right? That's Josh Rosen's position on this. He made it very clear in this particular story, and he had several wonderful quotes uh, saying human beings don't belong in school with our schedule. So it, it's apparently too much for, for, uh, for Rosen. Uh, but the one headline that was even more wow than anything was when he talked about Alabama football. And some of our friends below the, the Mason-Dixon line were not very happy because what Rosen said was he talked about the SAT requirements. And he says, if you raise the SEC, SAT reti- requirements at Alabama, if you raise that up to get in and see what kind of team they have, you lose athletes and then the product on the field suffers, end quote, from the UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen who deadpanned uh, that particular line. So the question is this. There's a lot to get to here. What do you make of Josh Rosen clearly complaining about having to deal with the nonsense of academia uh, and whatnot. And, and, and also, not just that, the Alabama football program, if you actually had to give them an IQ test, uh, I, I got a couple of things here. The first thing is tunnel vision. And, and then you got the boondoggle. And the last thing is haunted. But we'll begin with this. Josh Rosen has been tagged as a future NFL quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL since at least high school, if not before that. He might have been playing peewee football. And he said, you know what? You look kind of good as a peewee player. You're 10 years old. We're going we're gonna to send you out. You're going to be an NFL player someday. So this has been the end game. The NFL has been the end game for Josh Rosen for a very long amount of time in, in the context of his life. And so his complaints in this case are accurate. For the guys like Rosen, for the guys like Josh Rosen, who go to college having a a clear, precise goal here, they 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 have to pretend to be students. It's a boondoggle, is what it is. Rosen has tunnel vision on the NFL, and football is a crucial part of his life, and it will determine, in many respects, his future wealth. If he makes it in the NFL, he'll be very successful and he'll have a lot of money. And if he doesn't make it, well, that's fine. We all make choices in life, and I don't think we should 
put rules in to prevent people from making these kind of decisions. If you choose you want to be a doctor and you can't get you know, pass all the classes required and get your medical degree, that's on you. you got to go do something else. If you want to be a lawyer but you can't pass the bar, guess what? you got to go to another job. And if you want to be a football player and you can't make it in the NFL, guess what? you got to figure out plan B. But let's not spoon-feed these guys and say, no, 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 we've got to put all these checks and balances in. It's ridiculous. This guy, Rosen, has put all of his chips in the basket of the NFL. And I, I get it. If from his perspective, having to listen to tutors and occasionally go out and go to class can be a painstaking waste of time if you don't care about that. And Josh Rosen, if he wasn't doing any of that, what would he be doing? He'd likely be studying game film, hanging out with co-eds, uh, working out, going in the hot tub, getting ready to – play for the Jets, the Browns, the Jags, one of the bottom-feeding teams in the NFL. Now, the second thing here, the power conferences in college football, you know, the the Power Five, Power Six, depending on how liberal you are with what a power conference is, but the top schools in college football, it's all a game of charades. It's all a game of charades. The NCAA member schools that compete at the highest level the people behind these football programs are snake oil salesmen in the sports context. They preach about amateurism being the bedrock principle of college athletics, saying that quality education is the first priority. And people just eat it up. They love it, and they can't get enough of it. Yet every man, woman, and child knows it's all a scam. Uh, all of this is just a game of charades. And the ugly truth is if you go play football at Alabama, USC, Michigan, and Ohio State, and all the rest, these are clearing houses for the NFL. Do all these guys make the NFL? Of course not. Of course not. And most of them will not make the NFL in any given year. If Alabama has a great year, what do they get? Seven, eight guys to get to a job in the NFL in your, your typical average year for Alabama. So most of the guys aren't going to make it. But that doesn't matter. The, the guys that believe they're going to make, it's all a big lie. They are better in college football at make-believe than like Disney, the way they're able to, to, to push this agenda forward. We're talking about semi-professional football. I'm okay with it, but just call it what is. The coaches are millionaires. The stadiums, some of these stadiums are better than NFL stadiums. In fact, just about any college stadium is better than where the Raiders are playing right now where the, the toilets flood and there's su- you know, raw sewage uh, around the stadium. The smell of feces in the air everywhere. I- I'll take the big house over that. I'll, I'll take you know, several of these other college stadiums, these palaces of pigskin. And they also have, if you add it all up, billion-dollar TV deals. And, again, the bedrock of college athletics, the bedrock principle is academics. I mean, come on. And amateurism. Just stop, stop, stop. So uh, the bottom line here, Josh Rosen, the UCLA quarterback, uh, is he going to make it? He's a wild card. This is a wild card season for him. Uh, He he was down last year. There were injury problems. And so he is not at the top of the list. In the same city, in Los Angeles, you've got Josh Rosen projected as a top 10 pick, even with his down year last year. And Sam Darnold of USC, who right now is tracking as the number one pick, in the draft. And I will make a bold prediction. Never wrong when I make a bold prediction. As you know, I have mentioned many times, uh, if you go back and look at my family tree, I am a distant relative 
of the great Nostradamus, I am able to accurately predict the future. Josh Rosen will be haunted by this particular rant. When the NFL draft comes around, you will see in the lead-up to the NFL draft some unnamed NFL executive that will tell the four-letter or the three-letter or the one-letter that there are concerns about the maturity of Josh Rosen. And they're worried about his uh, maverick approach and how uh, he didn't want to go to class. Of course, that'll be the public position. Privately, NFL teams are like, yeah, we think it's a joke too. Uh, anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we yap the night away, burning the midnight oil here on Fox Sports Radio. Later this hour, we're going to have Maller to the third degree. Uh, unfortunately, if you're just joining us this hour, our regular update guy, Ralph, is out. Uh, he's uh, under the weather. And so filling in for Ralph is Eddie. Uh, he's uh, back. He's new, so give him a chance. We think he'll make it. We think he's going to be okay. He'll that's, be all right. That's hilarious. It was uh, even funnier the second time around. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, people turn on the Ra- radio. Ralph they... is sick. That is true. He's sick of you. And uh, he yeah. said, I, I got to get out of here. I cannot take this anymore. And uh, I am back from my four-day off vacation. That's not, what he, is, that's uh, not what he told me. It's a not, tremendous uh, amount of time to be actually off of work, I know. but That's uh, not what Ralph told me. So. Ralph doesn't speak to you, so oh no, right. no, 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 no. what he told Ralph you. talks to me more than Coop and Danny G combined. In fact, Ralph is my BFF. He comes in here every single break. Ralph walks in here to see how I'm doing. Yeah, that's and a, see, that's the, a lie. The, no, that's not a lie. I, I will, I will bet the life of my loved ones on that. Okay, listen, let me tell you something right now. Okay, I made the mistake. R- me and Ralph have similar radio roots. Okay, we both suck at radio, and we both used to work in San Diego. So when you work in the San Diego market, there's a a brotherhood. There's a fraternity of people. And Ralph used to work at the old Mighty 690, which was the second all-sports radio station, the the biggest all-sports 24-hour operation on the West Coast, right? It was WFAN started in New York, and then uh, shortly after that, on the West Coast in San Diego, was Extra 690. So I worked at that station, and Ralph happened to work there. And so now Ralph wants to tell me every damn story, that you know, every name from 20 years ago that we used to you know, work with. Uh, and so he, he, and he, he's like a leaking faucet. He'll come in here and he'll tell me, like, a rant, he'll just throw a name out. And then he'll, like, you know, he'll say, like, John Quintera, who used to do the, the high coach. School, yeah, the coach who used to do the high school show. And, and so he'll just, like, Quintera. And then he'll say, you know, Poway. You know, and it's just like, and it's just like random. He's like, he's got Tourette's or something like that. And it just, it's a nonstop thing when he's here. Eddie, at so, one point, Coop even walked into the studio during a pause on yesterday's show and pretended like he was talking to Ben about something yeah. on the show. No, just... I, had, I had serious things to discuss with Ben. Coop was like, yeah. Coop was like a human shield to protect me from Ralph coming in here to give me a pause on Ralph telling me a story about wow. Ernie Martinez or somebody from the past. You know, it's just nonstop. That's, uh, that's surprising that Coop would do that. I was expecting another Chris Ello story, and I was like, no, I can't handle it. Please, leave me alone. I cannot take this anymore. So you're saying you're happy I'm back. I, 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 didn't I say appreciate that. that. I never said that. Yeah. I did, never did said Ralph, any of that. Did Ralph run through his, uh, his, his stripper introductions with you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. he did that, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the whole crew is just thrilled that Ralph's not here anymore. Well, we're bummed. I mean, Ralph, uh, as a regular on the show, did a wonderful job. I mean, he really uh, revolutionized talk radio. He did. And, uh, 
Anyway, all right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox, and let's go back to the phone. You want to you argue right. about Josh Rosen? Well, I know you're you, you're locked in on your position. You love uh, the charades of college athletics, right? So you're uh, rah rah against this guy. You think he's a dope? And well, he does come off like a dope. I, I mean, don't think he does. Uh, I don't think he does. Well, if he's just in this to be a football major, why is he taking economics? Go take basket weaving and take the the, the any whatever it is to just make you eligible for football, and then go get so, drafted. So you're criticizing him for not taking the dumb well, class no he's saying i guess i'm not i don't really know what he's saying he's saying it's too hard yes then why uh, then why if you're going there to just be to just the major in football why wouldn't you take the easiest classes why are you taking an e- economics co- uh, major well, well that's a fair point but i would also argue in in favor of rosen that he's on the maller team uh and he agrees with me that this is all just a joke and this is the only path the way this system has been set up So you have no answer for for my question it makes well, him sound like I an idiot I don't know why he chose what he chose I that's you'd have to ask Okay him so that. why not, complain about it Why would you complain about something when you're the one who chose what, a difficult major So you think because of that everything he said is No irrelevant. no I don't that Sounds but like what you're saying no, is that's because, not, no which is a nice you know ad hominem attack but it's not you know it's come on I'm just saying that the headline-grabbing things that he said were pretty dumb. The Alabama thing was stupid, too. Why is it stupid? What's, what's stupid about it? What is he it? complaining about Alabama that doesn't have the standards, the academic standards that UCLA yes, has? Yes, okay, well, why Then that. don't go to UCLA. You chose to go to UCLA I knowing that, what the rules were in place. I think the argument is kind of obvious here. I didn't know you didn't get it, that it's not a level playing field. Like It's not, it's not all the schools are the same. Did anyone it, make Rosen choose to go to UCLA? Yes. Uh, somebody put a gun to his head and said, you go to UCLA or we're going to kill yeah. you and all your well, family. If that was the case, then, then, then yeah. yeah, he's accurate. But yeah, uh, he chose to go to UCLA. He understood that the, the academic standards there are tougher than at other schools, and yet that's where he wanted to go to Jesse, school. Eddie's, so if you wanted an easier path to the national uh-huh. championship, you should have gone to an SEC school, but you didn't. No, that I was your he wants, choice. He just wants to go to the NFL. He's, this is a pain in the then, ass and a nuisance. Great. Go to the NFL. Yeah. Don't, I don't get all the complaining. And by the way, there are plenty I, of people well, I like out there. I complaining. Why stop? I listen. Keep there, complaining, Josh. There are Josh. plenty of people out there. I know this is too hard to be a football player and a student. There are plenty of students out there who work full-time uh-huh. and also earn their degree really yeah, I had no idea yeah. can you name some of them uh most uh, most of the really? students in, in college actually have to work i know well that's so always poor a, josh rosen has, to, well, has to lift weights and go to football practice well, and go to school my well, god well this is always the argument right you can't win the argument it's like when rich people complain no one listens to rich people when they complain nobody wants to hear the problems when a college football compl- a player complains even if they're absolutely right you get people like eddie they're like oh no, no, no i had to go to school and he's work. not right about it being too hard that's what he's not well, right about well, he's not it's right his about opinion. that's about, him he's not he's wrong but yeah, but that's his life. For he's a millennial, Eddie. It's very well, difficult. Well, call him out on it then. How about that? Well, for him, maybe it's changed. I don't know. It's a very. I, I think these guys should just go to the NFL. They should have a minor league system and stop this nonsense. Or just pay the college players. I'm fine with that. Pay them more. Yeah. I know these guys get money under the table anyway. I'm not naive to that. But just keep it. Uh, you know, pay them more money. That's what I say. All right, so Ben Mather's show on Fox. You know, I know where you were, Eddie. Uh, we there was no clock. We have a clock, and we've just blown right past it. It was good. We, it was worth it, though. No, I don't. I don't think so. All right. Uh, uh, and speaking of that, we're going to call this one "Adjust Your Clocks." We'll get to that. We'll do it next. 
Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Coming up in a little bit, we'll have Maller to the third degree. We'll get to adjust your clocks also. But first, Anthony writes and says, if athletes quit whining, you guys would have nothing to talk about. Uh, that is... That is not wrong. And unlike Eddie, I know the truth here. Uh, I endorse Josh Rosen. I endorse all these people, these lunatics supporting Colin Kaepernick. I want more pouting. I want more sulking. I want more whining from our athletes. I demand it. Uh, I want these guys huffing and puffing and yelling and shouting and crying and pouting and all of that. I need that because without that, uh, what do we got? Well, we we breaking down the all twenty two film from practice for the Cowboys. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, that would be torture. Uh, let's go now to the caller of the year, royalty on the Ben Maller show. We go to New York City and we say hello to Real Talk, who's on the Ben Maller show. Clear the way, everybody. <sighs> Woo! Uh, come on, man. Yeah, now. The man is an unstoppable force. He brings us enlightenment, knowledge, and entertainment. And yes, we real talk, you're a star. We had that guy from Brooklyn yesterday who had broken up with his girlfriend, and he mentioned you. One of the, mm-hmm. the sad days of the man's life here, typical Brooklyn hipster, and he mentioned you. Yeah, that's my man, Joe. Yo, man, yo, meet me at the 4040 Club this weekend, Jay-Z's Club. I'm, I'm going to be there, man, drinking it up, man. Meet me up there, dude. I'll be with my squad, though. So, you know what I'm saying? How yeah. I'm in the VIP. You know how I, I should write that. You know, I'll and, you, right? That's right, man. Isn't it? There's a great amount of mystery around Real Talk. Some people want to know what does Real Talk really look like? Does he have uh-huh. the Hollywood looks? Does he have that? I don't know. I have no idea. That's the mystery of radio. I don't know what's going on. That's right. Hey, but you know, I was thinking about it because uh, I, there was a, a recent arrest from some player from the Green Bay Packers, and I, I was thinking about that LF, uh, NFL book them because I don't know who's going to win, but I'm not, I'm not sure who the score is, but I was just realizing that uh, whoever loses, I'm smelling a karaoke challenge coming down the bay because I'm thinking whoever loses – Need to rip up a little karaoke with your boy Real. What do you think about that, Ben? Well, I think that is a uh, a wonderful idea. Now you're saying the winner or the loser? Because there'll be three uh, there'll be three losers and one winner. So. Well, well, the person with the worst score. I don't know who it is, but uh, yeah. whoever has the worst score this season. Uh, okay, I, I am. Uh, I think that's a great idea. And now mm-hmm. that you bring up the 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 Trevor Guyon thing, and this is where it gets interesting because I feel like those points. Should count, even though the book, um, we've we've kind of ended it. That is still part of the book, and we haven't made the big announcement on who the winner is. So those points should absolutely count because that particular incident led to his demise. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it ended at the first the first day of the NFL season. When the first well, game. it was when the when the exhibition games uh, start. We decided, but Latroy Guyon ended up. He, he still suspended the first four games, but he's been released. That's worth mm-hmm. valuable points. That's, that's Those points should absolutely be added. So we, we need to add those. Well, those are Coop's points. But, Ben, you agreed on the air that the last day of Bookham was going to be when veterans reported to Yeah, but to I'm camp. helping Coop out. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to help out a teammate fine, here. But 
I mean, officially the book amended. You know, I agree with Ben in this situation. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. <laughs> you jerks. Now, do we have an updated tally on who won and who was you know, yeah, last? Yeah, it, it was it was Danny G by by a pretty long distance. Even even that release, it doesn't even it doesn't even put me past you, Ben, for second place. So I got the bron- I got the silver, and you got, and then bringing up the rear is Eddie. Is yeah, he- Eddie got right. one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, you want to do another karaoke? Yeah, real no, talk. No shut real up, talk and Eddie together yeah. again, an ensemble performance. The Frank Sinatra of our crew. I look forward yeah. to that. I, I think that would be wonderful, and I think the people are demanding it. Yeah. Hey Ben, before I head out, I just want to say it's a one-year anniversary. Of the rebel octagon between me and Jed Who Fled. If anybody wants to go to the podcast, same date, just go back one year, and you can hear me and Jed Who Fled go against each other. Spoiler alert! I won. <laughs> 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 all right, get out of here. All right, the famous sign off uh, from our friend and caller royalty. If you want to know how do I get to the top, how do I get where real talk is? How do I end up in that position? Well, just listen. I mean, he is an inspiration is what he is. He is a forerunner in talk radio calling of the new generation. And I would say, as he, you know, he's a millennial caller, there's never been a millennial sports radio caller more impressive than real talk. That is the beacon of sports radio callers for the millennials. That's the gold standard. That's the Jordan. That's the Picasso right there. That's the Mona Lisa is what that is. So Ben Maller's show on Fox. We'll get to adjust your clocks. More phone calls and also Maller to the third degree. That's a lot of stuff. We'll get to all of it, or at least most of it, in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. We'll have Maller to the third degree coming up in a moment. But first, very rarely do we mention Jacksonville on this show. And I hope we have the audio on this. But let's uh, let's see if we do have the audio on this. Now, the story is adjust the clocks. Adjust the clocks here. And there are some joint practices going on between the New England Patriots and the Jacksonville Jags. Formerly, uh, I guess they're, they're still Jacksonville, but they also play in London. Uh, every year. Uh, and so they're having these joint practices, and uh, Blake Bortles, who's trying desperately to hang on, Tom Coughlin is now in charge, and he rules with an iron fist in Jacksonville. And Blake Bortles uh, has not only been a quarterback, he has sucked for several years. So, But this is not necessarily about Blake Bortles, whether or not he's going to be good or not. Uh, this is just about amazing television sports journalism. Is what it is. And, and I don't want to give this away. Now, just listen closely and listen to Blake Bortles. Very calm, very cool, very collected. Listen closely. I hope you can hear the question that he's being asked. Again, Jacksonville has traveled to New England, to the state of Massachusetts, to Foxborough, to work out with the New England Patriots some joint practices. And listen to Blake Bortles. You will not get this kind of TV sports journalism anywhere. This is tremendous. Have you been able to get adjusted to the time clock uh, change right Yeah, it's kind of weird now in New England. Nobody really knows what time zone we're in up here, um, so everybody just shows up pretty early. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, now, maybe you didn't hear that because you're driving or something. Blake Bortles was just asked in that clip 
He was asked if he's adjusted to the time clock change in New England. Listen, listen to this. I don't know which dope asked that question, but listen to now. My favorite part of this is not the question. You'd think that would be my favorite part. Blake Bortles, this guy. I wish he was that cool under pressure on the field. Listen to Bortles. He was he was ready, prepared with his answer. This was hilarious. Have you been able to get adjusted to the time clock uh, change right Yeah, it's kind of weird now in New England. Nobody really knows what time zone we're in up here, um, so everybody just shows up pretty early. <laughs> Uh, is that a cheap shot of Geno Smith? Remember, remember when Geno was with the Jets a couple years ago? They were in San Diego, and he didn't know what time zone the West Coast was. <laughs> wow, uh, that is amazing. How does that question get asked? Do we know who asked that question? Do we have any idea? I don't. I haven't seen who who asked the question. So, what's your what's your favorite? You spent time in the Eastern Time Zone in Ohio, in Ohio, right? What, yeah. What's your favorite time zone? <laughs> My favorite time zone is the Pacific time zone. Because you're used to it. No, yeah. no because the NFL schedule, like where that. we get to watch the games at t- t- 10 o'clock. If you're on the East Coast, waiting until 1, that is awful. Yeah, but you can actually accomplish stuff. You can. I don't a- want to accomplish <laughs> stuff. I want to watch football. I, I want to wake I, up I, I and have football you. ready to go. I know, but I, like, I've spent time on the East Coast. I, I find it I, – I, everything's designed for Eastern time. Like, they want stuff – Everything's prime time east, which is like eight o'clock, which means you know you can go to work, you don't miss a game, uh, everything's in that prime window, and I'm not a morning person, so I, I usually end up being like I'm half awake for the first half of the 10 a.m. games. I wake up around halftime for the first half of the first game. So well, then the Pacific time zone wouldn't be your favorite time zone, no, it's not. but it is my favorite time okay. zone. All right, I'm, I'm not saying on this one. You're with me, Coop, right? Because it's, yep. you know, it's uh, Coop's still in a haze from the night before. I can't, for I can't, some reason. I can't even get out of bed before the second half of the first <laughs> game. Well, I'm I'm with Eddie on this one, and I love when well the London game that's changed now, right? Yeah, nobody wants to watch that right. anyway. So, but what is this? it was six in the morning. Yeah, what was amazing is football would come on on the West Coast at six a.m. and be on all the way until ten p.m. Yeah. Well, you guys should be on Island time. Is what you should be. You should be on island time because it's even a couple hours behind. Like go to Hawaii and watch. No, it's, no, ten o'clock is perfect. It's three out right now in Honolulu. It's uh, it's twelve thirty seven in L A. where we we do the show from. It's only nine thirty seven. We're on the radio in Honolulu. That's like prime nighttime programming. So if you go to Hawaii, you can get up at like six thirty. Watch some of the pregame show kick off at 7 I hate, a.m. Well, I hate all pregame shows. I don't watch any of the pregame shows. Except the one on Fox. That's the one you watch because it's on Fox. That's why you watch. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree. I, uh, you know what killed the pregame shows? Twitter. Tell me. Twitter. Uh, I, no, I, they were yes. boring way before that. No, but there was some news value in them. I'll give you that. Now... Everything is out there. Like, who's hurt, who's going to play, who's not going to play. I can get it instantaneously on Twitter, or I can get it on the radio right away. I don't need right. to watch the, uh, the the laugh fest. They were good when we were little kids with that yeah. racist guy. Oh, Jimmy the yeah. Jimmy yeah. the Greek, yeah. Oh. Brent Musburger in oh, studio, man. come on. Legendary. Running numbers. Right, let's do old man radio some more. Can we do more old man radio? Yes. All right. This week, I'll talk about this week in baseball. That's old man radio, too. Let me tell you about my love affair with Twib Notes. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, this guy, A-Dub, make sure you send that in for the lame jokes of the week. That's uh, 
That's pretty funny what he just said. I'll save that for the lame jokes. All right, the Koopa Loop is in the house. It is time now for Mallard to the third degree. Well, it seems we may be uh, finally reaching a conclusion to this Ezekiel Elliott investigation, and it's, it's not good for Ezekiel Elliott. It was reportedly leaked on Monday that Elliott will be receiving a suspension due to the fact that he may have destroyed some evidence. Now, Ben, if this is all true, how many games do you think Elliott will get? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with two. Uh, I'm going two games for Ezekiel Elliott. And I, I figured this out. I spent a lot of time coming up with the number two. And I'll tell you that my reasoning behind that. A, the NFL has been on the prowl for over a year digging and digging. They clearly did not have much of a case at the start of this. They didn't find all that much or else they would have already come up with a ruling. So they're looking for the smoking gun. They haven't found it yet, right? They, they looked into the domestic violence accusations that were made, uh, but there was not enough evidence for the police to charge. doesn't mean that the NFL still can't punish. But it sounds like a case, you know how they, they do in mobsters, the FBI, the, the federal government, where it's like they're looking for the murder, but they'll get you on tax evasion. They'll get you on. And so this is like the NFL's version of tax evasion. It's like, well, you hid stuff from us, and so we're going to get you. Uh, so this is the NFL's version of tax evasion. When the NFL's Keystone Cop investigative arms when they get together and they're on the case like they are with Ezekiel Elliott, there's going to be some punishment. I'm not buying there's zero punishment. I'd be shocked if there's no punishment. And B, when you put all of this together, you peel back the onion, you realize that for all of the tabloid drama that is around Ezekiel Elliott, unless I'm missing something, I don't believe he's been arrested. I don't believe he's been charged with anything. There's no pending uh, case against him. Uh, he, he had the uh, pull-up of the boobies of the, the girl at the St. Paddy's Day Parade, I believe, in the Dallas area. But that turned out to be like a, a friend of his, a lady friend of his. Not that that doesn't mean it's not uh, somehow immoral for some people, but uh, they, they seem to be enjoying their company very well. It was all in childish uh, good fun. So uh, he's not a heathen, Ezekiel Elliott. He's made what appear to be a lot of, Poor decisions at a youthful age, which we all have done. Yes, that's not giving him a pass, but there is no oh-my-God moment yet. At least I haven't seen it. That said, I expect Roger Goodell to use kid gloves here, but he can't go all in. If this was a Patriots player, then the NFL would throw the book and attempt to damage the franchise. But this is the Cowboys. They're good for business. I'll go two games as a compromise. Next! Now, Isaiah Thomas, the, the new one, was fielding questions from campers at his annual basketball clinic when he spoke about his expectation of getting a max contract extension from the Celtics as he approaches free agency next summer. Thomas said, quote, I deserve it. I put the work in, and you can put me down against any guard in the NBA. Yeah. Ben, do you think he'll get the max offer from the Celtics, or is he destined to end up elsewhere? Well, he, there's, the answer is this. He's going to get a max contract, whether or not it's in Boston or someplace else. Now, you look at some of these jamokes that have gotten max contracts in recent years. Uh, I- I'm going to say there's a 40% chance it happens with the Celtics, a 100% chance it happens, happens overall. Number one, the Celtics are going to have a wonderful team. Isaiah Thomas is going to average 25 points or more in Boston. If the Celtics can get past Cleveland and get to the finals, it is going to put the pressure on Danny Ainge, the Celtics executive. He's got a reputation by basketball standards of being cold-blooded. 
with his approach to player personnel. He's not a sentimental type of person when it comes to whether or not to keep players. I say, though, that if Boston gets to the NBA Finals, they have no choice but to give Isaiah Thomas a max contract. Now, I wouldn't go super max, max, but I'd go max. Why not? Ain't my money. And number two, the position on this, I am slightly biased, Coop. I like the the little players in basketball. I, I've, I the, the players that are of Isaiah Thomas's size. I, I'm impressed by the fact that you can play in the NBA and, and be an all-star. And he, the guy was the last pick in the NBA draft. His story is well documented. He's a water bug, and it, it works for him. Yeah, his limits on defense, and you know, he, typically you don't give a, a short guy like that a max contract, but he's electric, he's been dynamic, he's been a big-time playmaker, all those cliches we talk about, athletes we like, they all apply to Isaiah Thomas. Next! Another thing that we learned this week is that Pistons coach Stan Van Gundy is not happy with the development of Andre Drummond and said that he told Drummond he would like him to model his game after DeAndre Jordan. Now, Ben, Drummond grabs a bunch of rebounds and can't shoot free throws, so isn't he already modeling after DeAndre? Well, I think we need many players to model their game after DeAndre Jordan in the NBA, but for the untrained eye, see, my position is for the untrained eye, you would say, yes, this is true, DeAndre is... Very similar to DeAndre Jordan. But for the basketball purist, for the authority like myself, Andre Drummond has flaws in his game. First of all, DeAndre Jordan is a bricklayer at the foul line, just like Drummond is. But the thing about Stan Van Gundy, what he's talking about here, is the flaws in their game. Drummond drives coaches batty because he has too many brain farts. The consistency of the performance is not there for Andre Drummond. The stat line's pretty good with the rebounds and whatnot. And secondly, this shows you that there was truth to those rumors that the Pistons did attempt to trade for DeAndre Jordan in the offseason. Stan Van Gundy is smitten with DeAndre of the Clippers, who holds the NBA record for the top career field goal percentage. He's number one in that category, 67%. Andre Drummond is at 54%. That is a massive difference. You combine that with the effort, the intensity that DeAndre plays with that Drummond doesn't always play with, that's an advantage for DeAndre Jordan. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Benny Pass this edition. That's a winner! <laughs> Time now for the Insta Trivia. We're looking for the name of the receiver in the NFL that had the highest share of his team's receiving yards Last season, receiver that had the highest share of his team's receiving yards last season. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer is next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the charm circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. And he's at UH Bronco fan. Coop de Loop, Broncos last. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll go all in in a moment. Now the Insta Trivia. We're looking for the name of the NFL receiver. He had the highest share of his team's receiving yards last season. Last season. That's the question. What's the answer? Uh, Skip DeZip, the Roastmaster General from the old radio roast we used to do, going with Merlin Olson. Riley Cooper, guest by Lamont. I see what you did there. Wayne Kerbet from Mooch. Larry Zonka 
for Mike and the LBC. 0 for 2 tonight. You suck. Uh, all right, let, uh, what's your answer, Eddie? Do you have an answer? Pro Football Hall of Famer Charlie Trippy. Uh, no. It's not Brandon Cooks, Robert. The correct answer is Mike Evans of Tampa Bay. 41% of the Bucks receiving touchdowns uh, last season. Highest share of any player in the league uh, last year. I hear Evans was the big star of Hard Knocks. I have not watched it. I recorded it, so I'll have to watch it later in the week. Uh, very busy. All right, let's get to it. Hurry up. Hurry up. We can do it. Yeah, we can ben do Miller, it. And let's he's going it. all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All in it is sports wagering. Coop, quickly, how do we do? You and Danny were the winners. Woo! Thank you, Chris Sale. Listen, the Dodgers are not going to lose two games in a row. Bounce back situation. Pound the wood. Alex Wood, he's going to get the win. Eddie. Japanese baseball, Hiroshima Carp, Chunichi Dragons. I'll take the Carp minus a run and a half. Danny. Wednesday night NFL, Houston at Carolina. Over-unders 36. I'm going with the under. All right, Coop, hurry up! Nationals. Hey, we got it in. You got time to spare. It sounds really good until you realize what it is. Oops. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the main studio at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. Back at it again here this hour. And we begin with a bit of a pivot. We're going to get back to I got a bunch of people who want to yell at me about Colin Kaepernick. And as much as I would like to do another Maller monologue about Colin Kaepernick, uh, we will get back to that in a moment. The big announcement from Spike Lee that there's going to be a protest once they learn how to spell Kaepernick's name. That'll be really good. Uh, but Adam Silver. Let's talk. Let's let's pivot over to basketball. I know there's no basketball going on. Everyone's on vacation in the NBA. This is the real off season of professional basketball. We got plenty of time, plenty of time before the new NBA season begins. In fact, we're 69 days away from the opening night festivities in pro basketball. But why do I bring this up? I must have a good reason, right? Well, the the NBA has gone to great lengths to end what has become the blight of pro basketball in America and Canada. Perfectly healthy athletes resting, missing work to avoid the fatigue boogeyman. So what has Adam Silver done? Well, if you have not paid attention to this, and I can't blame you if you haven't because, come on, it's August for God's sakes, but uh, we have learned now that the NBA has taken measures, not extreme measures, but they have taken measures here to build in rest into the schedule. Now, the stated goal of the people that run the NBA is to decrease decrease the number of star players who are rested, healthy players that just can't play. They can't be bothered to play. Uh, so I wanted to talk about this now. The 2017-2018 season is going to kick off uh, about 10 days earlier than normally would be the case. So they've chopped 10 games back or 10 days back to add some more time than in recent years. And the, the reason they've done that is because they believe they'll be able to eliminate those dreaded four games in five nights when the players turn into a pile of goo on the fourth game in five nights. They just can't handle it. Well, thank God. Thank God, right? Uh, 
so how could I possibly have a problem with this? There's no way. I mean, we don't want our favorite NBA players to work too hard. Uh, we don't want that at all. That would be horrible. Well, the NBA, they, they've just not done that. They've also, they're going to reduce the number of back-to-backs. Uh, that has gone down. They're not going to completely get rid of back-to-back games, but they're, they're chopping the number down. But wait, there's more, as they say in those late-night infomercials, because we've also been told that in addition to all of that, for a limited time only, the NBA has cut back on the number of single-game road trips. Oh, thank God. They've uh, increased the, 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 the number of Saturday games to try to spread the games out more during the week. Uh, typically, Saturday's been a day of mostly rest in the NBA. So will this result in ending the mortifying practice of healthy star basketball players missing work? No. The answer, I, my answer is no. I don't know what your answer is. My answer is no. My position on this is that it is a, a couple of things. It's a pacifier, and it's a phrase I like to use from time to time, toothpaste out of the tube. Toothpaste out of the tube. Uh, first of all, Adam Silver and the power brokers that run the NBA, this is a peace offering, right? This is a peace offering. Deep down, the commissioner, if you get him one-on-one at a bar and you're drinking beer, I don't know, maybe he drinks uh, a Long Island iced tea. I don't know what the uh, the commissioner of the NBA drinks. I have no idea. Uh, but whatever, you're just hanging out. And there's no recorder. There's no cameras there. You're just a couple of guys. Adam Silver, I would predict, will tell you, ah, I agree with the players. These guys, they play too many games. It's good for them to rest. That's his private position, which he mistakenly revealed as his public position. Uh, but he's running a business. Right? He's running a business. He's the face of it. There's other people running it as well. But there was so much pushback from the corporate partners of the NBA, namely network television and their advertisers, that Adam Silver was boxed into a corner. And so what did he do? He has made a a peace offering is what he's doing here. And for the NBA, the optics look good, right? The optics of the altered schedule is not – this is not bad. This this is a pacifier for everybody. The players get to cut back on their travel schedule, more days off on the road. uh, And it also shows the sponsors of the NBA, the corporate partners, you know this, right? That the, the NBA is serious. They don't want this nonsense with this public humiliation of being embarrassed, showing primetime games with D-League players or G-League players, I guess they call them now. Shout out to the corporate sponsor. So they want to – this gives the illusion. They're trying to give the illusion that they are tough on crime, the crime of missing work when you're able to perform. So this gives the – the perception that, hey, we're, we're going to put a stop to this. This laziness is, is over. Now, secondly, the reason it's not going to work, why is it not going to work? The toothpaste is out of the tube. And, and if you think this is going to work, you're gullible. You're a sucker. Star NBA players have been infected with Greg Popovich disease, pop disease. And because of that, it's not going to change on a dime. I don't buy it. Uh, and it's, it, I just can't see a scenario where that's the case. The top players in the sport that have been doing this for several years are going to continue to do it. They are pampered and feel entitled now to miss games. It's okay. They've done it for a long time, even with this new 
schedule with more time put in, it doesn't matter. Because with that extra rest put in, it's about the number of games. Some scientist will come up or some university study will come out and say that there's just too many games. Even if you spread them out and give more off days, 82 is too many to play. And and I am convinced the practice of healthy scratches is going to continue. Because, again, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Adam Silver is trying to squeeze it all back in without leaving anything behind. It is an impossibility. And don't send me those YouTube videos. Those are frauds. Uh, you cannot do it. Now, the final word here, teams in the NBA are going to continue to work the system strategically, resting headline stars, as I've said. It's called gerrymandering. The schedule. Gerrymandering the NBA schedule is here to stay because the uh, certain people that are in charge of basketball teams have been convinced that it works that it works and that it's not about the most talented team. It's about the most rested team. You are manipulating the number of games a given star player is going to play to get more rest and will continue to see the redrawing of the schedule. Rather than play 82 games, boy, wouldn't LeBron James be fresher if he only had to play 72 games? Wouldn't that be better for LeBron? Be a lot better. Or, hey, Steph Curry, man, he's a little bit of a fragile guy. He gets a little bumps and bruises now and again. Wouldn't Steph be better? You know, he can only miss seven games, let's say, but 75 games instead of 82. All right, you get the point. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and uh, we have a new update guy tonight. We're excited to welcome to the Fox Sports Radio family. Eddie Garcia is here. uh, Eddie came to us from Ohio, and uh, we're excited to have him. He comes with uh, a pretty good resume. The Z-Dog was talking you up upstairs, a big fan of your work, Eddie, and uh, so uh, welcome. We'd like to welcome you here to the show. Thanks, Ben. Big fan of the show. Yeah, thank you. I know you've listened for a long time. Since, you know, I was here last week. Some big shoes to fill, though, with Ralph. You know, big golf shoes you got to fill there. Who? I'm not sure who that is. Ralph Irvin. Man, it was one of the most awkward moments. Last week, remember, we, was it last week? I noticed after working with Ralph for like three months, I realized that every time Ralph shows up to work, he's wearing like really expensive high-end golf gear. But we do an overnight shoot. There's no golfing going on at this time. Well, of the I've day. noticed the like the UCLA golf shirt is a, a staple. Oh, no, his. he's moved on to like Cal- right? Callaway and some old Nike stuff, which I guess they don't make anymore. Uh, but, yeah, all the different brands um, of golf. Danny, you were going to say? Well, they're all vests. It's weird. There's no sleeves to the top layer. Yeah, there's a lot of sweater vests, vest, actually. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a sweater vest. Just trying to make a good impression while I was gone. Didn't so, work. Sorry, so, Ralph. So we realized, like, like, to double dip, Ralph apparently does some golf. Uh, what do you, like? He's like the Yelp of golf. Like He reviews golf equipment. or I think that's what he does. Something like that. I don't know the specifics. He studies butt angles for them. Well, he does that. Too. I could give you a whole dissertation of butt angles. So, so we learned that Ralph does that, and then we also learned that he never gives a bad review. And when you never give a bad review, it's amazing how many boxes show up in your your, your inbox. That, uh, that is a smart man. Yeah. I, I, you know, I do the little hockey podcast, and uh-huh. uh, we very early on, boy, was I stupid. Uh, there was a there was a equipment company that wanted to sponsor our show, and they sent me some equipment, and they're like, "We'd like you to give us a review on the air." And yeah. uh, I was honest. I made a big mistake. Uh-huh. I was honest. He's and I cool. said, uh, this stuff is really overpriced. That's a bad job by you. Yeah, and guess yeah. what? Uh, yeah. Never sent me anything again. Right. Shocking. 
Yeah. I, I, I got the Wienermobile in the mail because I said good things about hot dogs. Remember the Wienermobile? You, you got the Wienermobile in yeah. the mail? Yeah. I was I, double fisting <laughs> the doggies. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, most of this stuff is because I used to write for uh, some, some big websites, and so I'm still on these PR people's email lists. They never update their email list. So they, they send me... Uh, all kinds of, you know, do you want to test this product out? Do you want to, you know, you want a free sample of this? You want a free sample of that? And I'm like, okay, sure, why not? I'll take it. Send it in the mail. I, I just got invited to a, a party with Kurt Warner, Terrell Davis, and LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, should I go to that? I just saw all those guys, yeah. And Marshall Falk and Michael Irvin are also going to be there. Should I go to this thing? Um, so, yeah. It's Thursday in Santa Monica. A lot of traffic, though. It's a lot of traffic. I, I would say there's going to be a good spread there. I don't know. It's like a, it's it's at a uh, I can't say where it's at because I'll get in trouble. But it's uh, our bosses here at Fox would put you up in a five star Santa Monica hotel. Is, is this like that white pants party you were invited to, like on the yacht or whatever it was? Uh, oh yeah, you remember you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I, I used to get invited to like. Uh, Boston parties. I, I get in, like it's different cities. I get on these lists, but uh, well, that one you have a, a legitimate excuse not to go. Geographically to that one. undesirable. Kind of tough. Yeah, I could go to this one, but it would. You know, I'd have to stay in this part of town the whole day because oh, traffic. Poor, I couldn't get man. home. You're a big uh, drinker too, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is, I, is that going? It's just going to be cliches, right? I don't know. Well, it's, you're it's, not going for the uh, for the witty banter. It's a VIP event. Uh, to preview the 2017 season. Well, I've done enough of that. I know what's going on. Is this an NFL Network event? Uh, they are one of the people putting it on, yes. They're one of the people behind that. You know, I've always said good things about the NFL Network. I've never said anything derogatory about the NFL Network at all. So I'm sure that's why they invited me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly they're like, oh, we, we, we know Penn's a big fan. Better hope they don't know how to access the podcast. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh yeah, so I'm trying to see what else. There's some other things that I was uh, that I was invited to that I will not be going to. So, but you know, I live somewhat far away from from the action. So it's uh, it's a big. Well, everything's far away when you live where you live. Yes, uh, it's a big commitment to go anywhere, even to come here. Some days I think I'll just stay home, uh, but then I end up showing up anyway. Uh, all right, so a big shout out. Also, we don't do shout outs, but if we did, we would certainly say hello to guys that send prison mail. Right, we would absolutely do that. We love when we get mail from correctional facilities. <laughs> Shout out to our boys and girls listening live or on delay in St. Joseph, Missouri, and our guy Joey B. Joey B. from KC. Uh, he couldn't listen for like six months because he was doing some special stuff there, but he's back, and he is very excited for the Chiefs. He says the Chiefs are going to destroy the Patriots in the first game of the season. Uh, that, and he said some other stuff about the Dodgers and whatnot, but uh, there you go. Shout out to Joey B. Nice. Yeah. Ben, I got some mail from Missouri, too. You did? Yep. Okay. Uh, Bill, shouts out to Bill. Sent some uh, golden tickets for the, the Bookham win. Oh, he did? Yeah, oh, just cool. like last year. Okay. Well, congratulations. Uh, all right, spend my, we had a golden ticket, but the guy hung up. That's a bad job by him. Let's go to Blind J, not Blind Scott, but Blind J, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Are you going to scratch those golden tickets right now, Danny, or are you going to wait till later? Uh, yeah, the last hour of the show I'll do it. Okay. All right. Uh, Blind J. 
Did he lose his hearing also? Is he? Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Probably fell asleep. It's late. Danny, by the way, I would scratch those now because if you're a big winner, then you wouldn't have worked a couple extra hours. Well, that's, what's the that's most? That's a good point. What's yeah. the most you can win on that? Uh, I think a million. Really? But that wouldn't you wouldn't quit for a million dollars. Oh, okay. Dollars. It says win oh, up to ten not? million. Well, ten million you'd consider it, but then you got to pay taxes on it. And do you have to pay? What did you take? Would, if you won one million dollars, would you take a year away from work? No, probably not. I work. I, I, I'm addicted to this crap. I wish I wasn't. My life would be. I, I wish I was like all these other guys who show up ten minutes before the show and just like whatever's whatever's on the websites. They just repeat verbatim. I wish I was like. That. I'll say this on the my, air. My life would be so much easier. If I win ten million dollars on one of these tickets, I will give you each a million on the show. Here. All right. Mark tape. Let's scratch Whoa. those babies off now, what right if you, now. What if you win a million? Daddy G's trying to totally outdo me. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what did you say the other day, Coop? <laughs> <laughs> I told him if I won the Mega Millions, I'd, I'd give them each 100000 oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You tight Is that before or after taxes? Is that uh, uh, do we know on that? All right, we'll, we'll take your phone calls. Give us a buzz right now. There's a couple lines open. You know the number. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. We've got a bunch of Kaepernick uh, yahoos that will yap uh, about that. Live insects. Live insects. Oh, my. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most. But you can follow him at Danny G Radio. And at the top of your lungs, scream, Where are the white women at? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Live insects. We'll get to that coming up in a couple minutes. Also, too much or not enough. And later in the hour, Tinderoni tips. That'll be a live periscope feature. So we want to see what we look like. Uh, boy, we're good-looking people. We should be on TV. Man, are we good-looking. Uh, we've got the makeup person here. We've got the lighting people, all for Periscope. What, 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 it's just going to be great. It's it's going to be wonderful. And this is actually going to be our demo for Fox Sports 8, FS8. Uh, they're going to put us on over there late at night, and we're looking forward to that. It's going to be very exciting. Right now, let's say hello to Adam, who's in San Francisco, and he's on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Adam. How's it going, Ben? What's going on, Adam? Talk to me. I have the perfect situation for Colin Kaepernick, like where he should go, why he's not working, everything. You ready to listen or no? Uh, no. no. You're not ready to listen? No, I'm, of course. I'm not, what else am I going to listen to? I got to listen to Eddie talk about nonsense, of course. Of course I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, let me, let me guess. Saskatchewan? Is it Saskatchewan? Okay. No? Okay, first of all, I'm a, a little bit sad because you, you called the other caller the caller of the millennium, which I'm a little bit upset because of that, you know. You feel like that's I'm you. Guy. you, you I'm you, the Padre guy. I think Colin Kaepernick should hire the Padres. That's what he should do. And then after that, because he hit up like a 90-mile-per-hour ball. Remember that when he when he pitched in for the San Francisco? You remember that? Giants? Well, he was a baseball player. Wasn't he drafted by the Cubs? If I, I remember when he was coming out of college, I think he was. So, yeah. He, so you, oh, and so then he, he opened up. He opened up. For the Giants, he had like an opening pitch, and he hit up like an yeah. eighty-nine mile per hour or yeah. something like that. Now that would be so the, qu- that would be quite the plot twist. The Padres need that right now, don't they? Don't the Padres need that right now? The Padres need divine intervention, is what they need. Yeah, 
And, uh, and, I, and I, would, I would totally agree with you, by the way, Adam. I, you know, having uh, spent a lot of time in San Diego, there's no patriotism in San Diego. There's no uh, military presence in that town. That is a city that does not respect the military uh, and, uh, and that kind of thing. So I think Kaepernick would do very well in San Diego. I think that's a place that would support his radical views. I totally agree with you. That's what we need to do. I'm the Padres guy. Yeah. You know what all I mean? All right. Now you're repeating yourself. I know. What are you selling T-shirts? I'm the Padre guy. Is that what you're doing? Is that? That's what I'm trying to do up here. Yeah. All right. You know, all right. All right. I, I, I thank you. Uh, boy, that was bad. Uh, let's go to Charlie, who's somewhere in Los Angeles on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Charlie. Ooh, it's some water running there. I hope that's not. You think that's a toilet? I think it's going on. There. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Let's listen. And we're listening to Charlie. This is Reality Radio. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox. This is a guy named Charlie somewhere in L.A. I heard water running. Is it a toilet? Is it a sink? Is it a shower? Or it's not. It's not. It's my turtles. I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry about that. Well, well, I, I, w- I was not going to pick turtles. Well, that's a curveball. Yeah. So, turtles. Yes, it is. It's- okay, uh, let's talk about this. Now, uh, Danny G, who works on the show, he's a turtle guy also. No, no, Ben, Ben. No. I'm a tortoise oh, guy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What's the difference? Okay, turtles live in water. I, he- and, I heard that. And uh, yeah, and and tortoise does not. Tortoises. <laughs> tortoises is on land. So uh-huh. I have an African sulcata. He's a desert tortoise. Okay. How many turtles do you have, Charlie? Two. 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 What are their names? Let me guess. Michelangelo is that one of them? Ben, and then the other one is Michael oh. Angelo. Yes. <laughs> yes. You got it right. You got half right. Yes. No, and then my name. So uh, boy, I'm flattered, yeah. Charlie. Let's give this guy. Is, is you Ben the dumb one? <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. You know what? I'm going to give you, Charlie, just because you named your turtle after me, I'm going to give you a golden ticket. Charlie gets a golden ticket. He gets a golden, a golden ticket. ticket. I got a golden ticket. Wait until you find out the turtle's like 30 years old. Shut up. Yes, Charlie, this is the part where you talk here. This is the. Do you want to see Colin Kaepernick go to the Blue Jays? Is that what you. <laughs> no, I wanted to go to the Padres, guys. You want to go to the, to go all to the right, there you go. Uh-huh. The this is a Padre guy. Oh. This is a Padre guy hell? again. Cooper Loops being hijacked. The show's being hijacked by the Padre guy. Did he have two phones? Yes. Clearly he had two phones. Clearly he had two phones going on. Terrible. Now, no more calls. No more calls. No more. Putting a halt to this. This show is not going to be hijacked by the Padre guy. What if he calls back with his golden ticket you just gave him? He cannot do it. Is that golden ticket still good? No, I just realized. Was it given out under false pretenses? I retract the golden ticket. I'm taking it back. You don't get a golden ticket. You get nothing. You lose. You're a loser. How dare you? And I hope the Padres lose every game the rest of the year. I want to preach about how bad the Padres are. How about that? I am such a radio loser. Uh, now, I just realized we have uh, a game coming up, which usually involves a caller. Which usually involves a caller. But I've just put the embargo on the phones. Uh-oh. So what well, do we do here? We can... Uh... How about if you want to team up, like I'll team up with Eddie and you team no, no. up. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not even a team game. I know, it's not a team game. Uh, <laughs> let's do it anyway. What the hell? <laughs> All right, how about this? Why don't you tweet at us your number and we'll call you, okay? We'll just randomly pick someone that sends us their phone number. and we'll, Yes, cool, we're going to do that. So wow. if somebody really wants to play a game, 
right, and just delete the tweet anyway when you're done. Listen, uh, again, if you don't want if you don't want your number out there, I understand. But if you f- want to play, be part of the bit, send us your number. We'll randomly call someone, and then we'll have you play the game. You know, right? a lot of our male listeners are hoping Tammy's going to try to play right now. Oh, she might. She very well might. So, all right, hey, well, where are the white women at? Montana. All right, so this is new. All right, this is new. If you want to play a game, just tweet us your phone number. Koopa Loop will pick one out, and then he'll call. And then when you realize it's not you, just delete your tweet, and no one will know. And then, uh, listen, who the hell's on Twitter at this time anyway? I mean, come on, look what time it is. No one's on there other than us. Uh, all right, so we'll get to that in 60 seconds. Will we have a contestant? I'm just going to sit here and wait till people tweet out their phone number. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and we'll also get to that live insect story as well. Boys, that's, that's a good one. Too much or not enough. If you want to play too much or not enough, get us your phone number. As I just explained, I'll get to all that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. And we are just moments away from too much or not enough, and I was convinced no one would actually send us their phone number, so we would not have too much or not enough, but uh, we've had multiple people that have sent us their phone number, so Koopa Loop's going through the phone numbers. He's right now randomly selecting one person who will be playing our game. And again, uh, I urge you to delete the tweet if you are not selected, if your phone does not ring, if your phone does not ring here, uh, then uh, please, Ben. Just... I have I have selected a contestant. You have all right. So just... stop sending your phone numbers. As much as there's, I there's love a, collecting there's phone at least numbers, twelve phone numbers on Twitter right now. <laughs> no, there's more than that. <laughs> They're still coming in here. We got the six one two, the three zero three, the seven five seven, the six zero eight. Uh, I love Ernie. He just he gave no area code. He just said it's Jenny. That's all he said. It's just, uh, here's Jenny's phone number. Eight six seven five three zero nine. I see what Tommy he did Tommy Two-Tone. That's uh, uh, pretty funny. That's pretty funny. All right, well, so we'll get to that. We have our contestants, so thank you for playing along. Uh, we appreciate that. You're very good. You're very nice. You're good people. Uh, and uh, now delete that tweet, and so we don't have your phone number anymore. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. That is uh, that is uh, absolutely correct. All right, so real quick, before we get to the game, uh, the the people at Sports Illustrated went through all the data of food safety at baseball stadiums, and they put it out there. Food uh, safety? Yes, like when you go to a ballpark and you get a dog, a hot dog and nachos. Are there vermin all over the food when you uh, when you buy? Well, uh, yes. Okay, so they ranked 28 stadiums. They couldn't get the information on a, like a couple of them that they didn't have. Uh, what stadium, just throw one out there, what team do you believe had the most violations, most critical violations? For well, ballpark I, food I safety. know a few years back the Angels made some news. Yes, they uh, did. But I'm going to go with with Oakland as the low-hanging fruit there. Yeah, uh, And that's always, when in doubt, go with Oakland. E- Eddie, the, the confines might be, you know. But oh, not, yeah, right. The, the food the, the, is the, very. The toilets <laughs> overflow, but the food is top notch. Come on. Don't pile on. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's try to see where Oakland is here. The. See, I, I, when I look at a list like that, I look at the bottom. I don't look at, at the top. I didn't see Oakland at the very bottom. Uh, the team that was dead last was not Oakland, uh, I don't believe. It was uh, It was actually the Tampa Bay Rays. The information I have here says Tampa Bay had 105 critical violations. Uh, total violations, 241. Oakland was low on the list also. 
they they were not doing so well themselves. But uh, Tampa Bay, Tropicana Field, had 105 critical violations. Among those, according to the story, oh boy. they had <laughs> this is great. Nah, here it the comes. Presence of live insects on food, black mold accumulating inside an ice bin. Racist. And an employee was observed <laughs> handling hot dogs in cash without washing their hands. Well, I expect that when I buy a dog, that they're not going to wash their hands. That's just some of the, the health violations. The most sanitary stadium, according to this Sports Illustrated story, Safeco Field in Seattle. Only one critical violation. Wow. Good Impressive. job by them. And, and are, aren't they the ones that sold yeah. grasshoppers? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just going to say that. That's how they get around it. They sell their bugs. So the Tamp- Treat it as a delicacy. <laughs> so Tampa Bay, 105 violations. Seattle, one. <laughs> all right, good. I'm going I'm to go to a Rays game and get uh, all kinds of food and all kinds of disease at the same time. All right, very good. Let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it's it. It's another Ben Maller game. We've endured too many of these. Is it too much or not enough? Enough already. All right, here we go. It is time now for Too Much or Not Enough. For the first time ever, we've called you. <laughs> it's never happened before, but uh, got so upset at that dopey Padre fan with his stupid fake turtles. Actually, I think those were real turtles. I think those were real turtles. So uh, the guy that we we called up, we had a bunch of people send their number. We picked Chris in Kansas City. Hello, Chris. Hey, how you doing, big man? Welcome, Chris. You're a very, uh, very bold man. You're a daredevil to put your number out there on Twitter, and we thank you for playing along with us. And we called you up, so welcome. Oh yeah, long time caller or long time listener, no time caller. Yeah, you, you are the answer to the trivia question. You've never called the show, but you've been on the show. How about yep. that? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Chris. What do you do in Kansas City? Uh, throw newspapers. Oh, you do. Okay. How's that going for you? Uh, you know. I hear you. I got you. All right. Well, it's too much or not enough. You go five for five. You join the exclusive 50-50 club. But all you have to do is get three out of five right. You ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. This is for Chris, who's never called the show. He's not a first-time caller. He's a no-time caller. Here we go. Chris Sale has thrown 10 or more strikeouts 11 times this season in Boston. Is that too much or not enough? I'm going to say not enough. He says not enough for the Red Sox ace. Is he right? That is correct. Good job by Chris. Not enough as Chris Sale has had 10 strikeouts 15 times this year for the Boston Red Sox. We move on to question number two for Chris in KC. Drew Brees has thrown for 4,000 yards in six straight seasons. Is that too much or not enough? I'm going to say too much. Oh, for a, you, you say, uh, what did you say? I didn't hear Too you. much. Too much. All right. Uh, no, the, the uh, number's 11. It's actually 11, so it's not enough. And uh, all right, we'll move on to question number three. You're one and one. Here we go. Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper is only the 19th player in big league history to hit 150 home runs before his 25th birthday. Is that, Chris, in Kansas City, too much or not enough? I'm going to say not enough. It's going to go not enough again. Is he right? Ah, we're in a slump all of a sudden. Incorrect. The answer, Harper's the 14th player to hit 150 
bombs before turning 25. So, all right. Chris, you got to regroup here. There's, you get these last two right. Focus. Tunnel vision. Eye on the prize. All those cliches. Yes? Yes. All right. Here we go. Nobody gives better radio pep talks than me. Right? Come on. Seriously. All right. Here we go. Question number four. There are seven guys that have won both the most valuable player and manager of the year in baseball. Seven. Is that too much or not enough? Oh, I got to go with too much. He's going to go too much to stay alive. Yeah, he does stay alive. Too much. There have only been four. Kurt Gibson, Joe Torre, Frank Robinson, and the late, great Don Baylor, who passed away this week. The Angels MVP, 1979. We move on to question number five. This is it. The seminal moment. You win, Chris. You live on in infamy. I, I don't want you to ever call the show, Chris, because you, you are now – I don't want you to actually call in because you're on the show without calling. And I love that. That's a great, great thing. All right, uh, here it is. This is it. Seminal moment. You ready? Yep. Right. This is going to define you today. Here we go. Jay Cutler would be the 13th starting quarterback for the Dolphins – since Dan Marino retired back in the day. Is that too much or not enough? Ooh, I'm going to say Uh-oh. not enough. He's going with not enough. This is for the win or the loss. Let's find out. Is he right? That's a winner! <laughs> Woo! The pep talk works again! Not enough. Jay Cutler, when he does start a game, will be the 18th different starting quarterback since Dan Marino and his isotoner gloves left back in the day. Only the Browns have had more. So congratulations to you, Chris, in Kansas City. You are the big winner, and you, I don't want you to use it, but you get a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. Just so I won't call back in, I'm going to donate it to Tammy in Montana. Ah, all right. No one gets more golden tickets than Tammy in Montana. Well, Chris, thank you for that. Be safe. Yep. Be safe driving around. Thank you, sir. Yep, right. Thank you very right. much. Uh, there he goes, Chris, uh, who never has called our show but just did an entire game show. Uh, that's power, Chris. That's power. And he won, and he's never going to call again. We'll never speak to Chris again, but that's fun. I like that. All right, thanks for playing along with that. Make sure you delete your number unless you don't want to. Maybe you just want everyone to have your number. That might be the case. All right, we'll get to Tinderoni Tips. Get that Periscope app ready. Danny G standing by. Dating advice as only we can do it. Relationship advice, and we'll get to that. We'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping. Post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. It has become a staple, an anchor, if you will, of the safe harbor. What is it? What is it we are talking about? Well, first of all, before we tell you what it is, get that Periscope app on your phone and type in Eddie on FSR. Eddie on FSR on the Periscope app. So you got to do that. All right? You do that, number one. And if you want to look inside the studio and see what all the madness is here at Fox Sports Radio, because this is about to happen. Tinder only tips. In a bit of a dry spell, 
Tinder guru Danny G is here to help. If you have a romantic query and you are under the age of 50 and you're not freaky or disgusting, please give us a call. All right, here we go. It's that time of the week again. Danny G Radio, a dating expert, a relationship expert, making his way in to the main studio here at Fox Sports Radio. He's got every dating app. Well, he used to have every dating app, but he still studies it. A man of great knowledge to answer life's questions. Human interaction. It's all about that. Human interaction. Happy hump day. All right. Very good. I I have uh, cards like a TV talk show host. I have (laughs) these here. Ready to go. All right. Question uh, from Tim on Twitter, Danny. Uh, What's up, Tim? He says, why does the Tinderoni I like play games on the phone? As far as uh, not texting back, et cetera. All right. Uh, Why do women play games? That's because she's a girl, not a woman, Big Ben. Ah, Women don't do this. That's right. Yeah. Well, some psycho women do, but... Um, like it must have been like four years ago. I dated a girl. She was really pretty in your old neck of the woods in LA, Ben. Oh, really? Uh, she would just disappear for two days on her phone. Yeah. And then she would suddenly show back up. And when I would ask her, you all right, what happened? She would just blow it off, pretend like nothing happened. And so us guys, we run into this from time to time. Yeah. Don't play the game with them. Don't do it. Either she's playing games or she's a drug addict and she's gone on benders. No, sounds like you one of your old experiences. Oh, when I dated, yes, absolutely, disappear, come back. Oh, that's some bad dope. Uh, Jacob on Twitter says my girlfriend cheated with a coworker, Ooh. and we're trying to work it out. Do you think a fix is possible? All right, uh, what do you think, uh, Jacob? Uh, very upset by this. Clearly, I mean, depends how long you guys have been together. Um, if you know. It's trust, as you know, Ben. So it's hard because once that is broken, can you really ever go back to the way it used to be? I think what happens where it could work is if you take a breather, take some time apart. And if it's meant to be, you wind up back together. I have a friend where that happened. Him and his girl had something like that happen. And a year later, they wound up back together, even after dating other people. But ah. they, they decided that it was best that they were together. So something like that, I think, could happen. But trying to work through it after the cheating is brand new. Nah, I, I me personally, yeah. I, I would break I, I'd break up. Turn to that guy, uh, Joe in Brooklyn, for advice. They called me yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah. Joe and, shout out Joe, podcast Joe in Brooklyn. Pats fan writes in, it's Tinderoni Tips with Danny G. Pats fan uh, writes in on Twitter, says, uh, the girl I've been dating the past couple of months keeps bugging me to drive my new truck. <laughs> what do you guys think? All right, that's a uh, eh, no. I yeah, would do that. Well, come that on. Don't sound sexist. No, I, I'm just saying no. It's your truck. You didn't know. But what if you wanted? What if? Okay. What if you were driving a rich woman and she had a nice car and you wanted to drive it? Nah. Nah. I, I wouldn't be doing. You that. just stick nah. to your own hybrid. I like, I like my car. They like their car. I'm good. They're good. We're all good. Look yeah. at Ben. He doesn't like to share. Yeah, no, I don't like to share cars. It's odd sharing cars. I have to share cars. I don't like sharing cars. You like your stuff where it is in the car. You don't want people messing around with your stuff. I hear you. Yeah. All right, Eric on Twitter, Ogre. last one. Eric, last one, you schmuck. Uh, Eric on Twitter says, what are these signs that a woman is into you? Okay, oh, this is easy. Old signs, she Danny. sits Go outside of your house for hours with binoculars. Yes. Uh, she goes to your job goes, often. She goes through your mail <laughs> yes. and your computer. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. She scratches her name in your 
car door yeah. with a key. If any woman looks at you, she <laughs> wants to attack that woman and uh, rip her hair off. Yes? Did we hit all of them? Yeah. A case of Major League Baseball justice. Kind of. Kind of. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, baseball justice has caught up with one of the longtime decision makers. Now, uh, we don't typically talk about umpires unless they do a terrible job, do a horrible job. Uh, they make the call, the right call. Who cares? It's the better story is if it does not go well. Chaos is good. So if you have not been paying attention, uh, have not been paying attention, then you might have missed this. But we we have learned that the umpire, affectionately called Country Joe, Country Joe West, has been suspended by baseball for three games. Three different games because of a story that we talked about on this show a couple weeks back. We had some fun with the fact that Joe West was asked a question. It was kind of a mild softball question. He was asked who the player was that was the biggest complainer in the sport. You remember we talked about this if you listen a lot? And we laughed and we were like, oh, this is so funny because he actually answered it. Joe West said that the person in baseball that calls, uh, that, that complains the most about his particular calls is Adrian Beltre, right? Said Beltre is the biggest complainer in the sport. Who cares? Uh, well, you know who cares? Baseball. That's who cares. Rob Manford cares. So let's talk about this. Now, something called the World Umpires Association, which sounds really impressive. But the people behind the World's Umpire Association released a, and that might be just like one guy in his garage, but they released a prepared statement saying, quote, they strongly oppose the suspension of Joe West. Well, there's a shocker. I thought they'd approve it. But there's even more because when you look at this, uh, this particular statement, the reason I thought it was interesting is the fact that this organization, the World Umpire Association claim, that not only does Joe West clearly favor not being suspended, but Adrian Beltre and Jeff Bannister, he's the Rangers manager, have both come out in support of Joe West. They disagree with the decision of Rob Manfred. Now, what's their defense, you ask? I'll tell you. The defense is that Joe West was simply sharing a humorous exchange with a player. That's it. He was just having some fun, telling a story, and they claim that joking interactions, this is from the prepared statement, joking interactions between umpires and players are, quote, routine, and they're part of the game. All right, so the question is this. Joe West, did he get hosed here? Was this suspension fair or not fair to Joe West? Now, the the easy answer is to say, well, it was absolutely fair. He talked about a player he should not have talked about. It's a bad job by him. But my response is different here. My response is, this is not a fair suspension. And there's a couple of things. It was unnecessary 
and Killjoy. All right. This is a Killjoy situation. Uh, we'll start with the fact that the, the player and the manager, the player and the manager involved have said, nah, come on. We, we think this was all in good fun. But overall, I, I understand the argument that players and managers get suspended all the time. When they talk about umpires, there's generally a zero-tolerance policy. And so the simple answer is, well, the umpire talked about the player, so the umpire should be suspended too. But there needs to be some digression here. Rob Manfred, you can't have a blanket rule as the commissioner of baseball. If that's the case, we don't need a commissioner. We don't need you, right? I mean, this is not a black and white issue. There are some shades of gray on this. Punishment, punishment in this particular case, like this, is subjective. It is not objective. It's subjective, meaning that you look at this, each case individually. And Beltre and Jerry West both apparently are like, oh, it was no big deal. Who cares? This punishment is unnecessary for Major League Baseball. And what exactly does it accomplish? Now, I understand there's people that don't like Joe West, and maybe that's the answer. Maybe I just answered my own question, that people do not like West. He's pompous. He's been around for a long time. He's made a lot of questionable calls. But Joe West, that's the thing. He has committed the cardinal sin in professional sports, right? He he was asked a direct question, and he apparently was, was right there in front of the reporter and gave a, a straightforward answer. No cliches, no platitudes, no buzzwords. He was asked who the player was in baseball that ends up complaining about his work. Who's the biggest complainer? He said right away. He said Adrian Belcher. He said Adrian Belcher right away. So it was refreshing to hear someone in sports be honest and to not use a, a wall and, and now we punish this person. We punish you for this. How dare you? Uh, but I found it refreshing uh, that uh, you can get a little bit of honesty. And the lesson here is if you are honest, uh, we will kick your ass is what we were, we were going to do. And this was supposed to be the summer of Joe West. As far as you can have a summer of umpires, right? 5,000th career game. You had that cornball all-star game staged photo with Nelson Cruz and Yadier Molina at the all-star game. So, this is a buzzkill. Now, the final thing on this, uh, there have been literally hundreds of blown calls and pompous moves by Joe West over his career, which goes back to, the, I believe, the 1970s. But this is a joke. This is an absolute joke. You know, this particular thing, you're going to suspend him for this. Come on. It's pretty low on the totem pole. It's a bad job by Rob Manford. And you know, the thing about Joe West, I was thinking about like umpires today. I was watching some baseball games last night, flipping around, and it's like that old TV show Cheers, where you know there's very few of them where everybody knows your name. Joe West is one of those guys, and typically the umpires, you know who they are. It's because they suck. Can you think of an umpire that's known because they're good? Like off the top of your head, like I, I can think of like Angel. Hernandez, I can think of him. He's blown a lot of calls over the years. Uh, he's also suing baseball, but I believe he's still working, which is awkward as an umpire. At least last I heard he was still working. He's got a lawsuit claiming discrimination when many fans believe that he's terrible. Then there's C.B. Buckner, 
who's the king of the blown call. Uh, but a lot of the other umpires that I knew are no longer umpires. Like Jim Joyce, who had the famous blown call in the perfect game of uh, Galarraga in Detroit. He's not umpiring. John Hirschbeck's been he was around for a while. He's out. Bob Davidson, Balkin Bob, he ain't around anymore as an umpire. Tim McClellan, the big ogre-looking umpire who was part of that George Brett Pintar game. That's his claim to fame. He's not around anymore. It's like most of the umpires today are robots. They're faceless, nameless, which is what you want, I guess, right? That's what you want. You know, the days of the the umpire, the the Eric Gregg, bigger-than-life umpire, long gone like a house on the side of the road, as Ernie Harwell would say back in the day. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, we have a, a tennis story. Yes, a tennis story. Well, it's kind of a tennis story. This is – I'm going to present this story as vindication of something that I have preached about and I have ranted about, uh, given many sermons as I evangelize on the radio on a nightly basis. It is my belief that social media is wonderful – and horrible, and all that at the same time. It's a little bit of everything. But what it has done is provide a forum for people to literally complain about everything. Outrage, complaints, you name it. Internet outrage is a wonderful thing. Oh, I'm so upset. I'm going to get on my smartphone, and I'm going to attack. I am going to attack. Now, here at the Echo Chamber of Sports Talk Radio, we attack uh, quite a bit, but not all the time. Not all the time. Occasionally, even the blowhards around these parts pause on that. So I bring this up because there's a magazine article on Serena Williams. I don't know if you saw this one, but Serena Williams is a magazine. She's about to pop out the kids and all that. So she claims that giving birth is going to make her, quote, a real woman. All right, so this is a big moment for, uh, you know, a woman that chooses to have a family, this is a big moment, right? We have a kid, this is a big deal. And so pretty much a throwaway comment for most people, but no, 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 not social media. So this magazine article started making the rounds, and Serena Williams, uh, the, the big tennis star, the number one women's tennis player, is being lambasted for claiming that giving birth is going to make her a real a real woman, it's just uh, just wonderful. It's just absolutely wonderful. People claiming that she's going to set women back 50 years because of it. Really? Come on. Is that, are, are we at that point now where we have to we have to couch our words? Who are these people that are complaining, by the way? Do these people ever see the sunlight? Uh, do these people leave, ever leave their homes? Do these people have homes? Well, what is going on with these people? My God. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show. I guess men can give birth now. I think that's, uh, I saw that on the internet. Uh, I think Eddie had a baby. That's why he was on, uh, he was he left for a couple of days to have a, uh, a child. Unless he didn't, I don't know. There oh, he yeah, is. That's, that's uh, news to me. Breaking, uh, breaking news. Are you outraged, Eddie? Are you like some of these people online that are outraged? That- I had to take time off because yeah. this news, I couldn't you, come to work. Do you feel like a real man, Eddie, because you had a, a baby? I, I didn't have a baby, so I guess I don't, well, no, but, don't feel like a real man. Oh, I thought you were away for that. Yeah. No. Nah. All right. There you go. No backlash? You're not going to push back on Serena Williams here? 
No. Uh, no. No, not at all. Okay. Not even uh, not even a thought that crossed my mind. Not even a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So last hour we mentioned, I think it was last hour. The show's gone by pretty quick. Uh, that the the people over at Sports Illustrated ranked the worst, the best of the worst stadiums for food sanitation. Yes. And we mentioned the Tropicana Field was the worst. You said it. You, you voted Oakland. Well, Oakland was next to last on the list. So you were not. Uh-huh. You were not far off. The I'm not. I'm not. I've never been to the Trop, nor do I ever want to be. But that doesn't surprise me. There doesn't seem like a place that's really well kept. The up. great indoors. The great indoors. Yeah, now, I mean, uh, it, I, I, I've, like I said, I've never seen a game yeah. there, but watching it on TV is just. Uh, well, I not, mean, first of all, you're watching the Rays, and yeah. second of all, that it just it's not pleasant to look at. Well, not many people, not many people actually go to see baseball at the Trop. So it's that's a true. very small group of people. But they whatever happened to that stadium? They were supposed to. Try and build there. Well, Never still, get any. Still trying. Trying to uh, open up the taxpayer coffers, get that public money. I know you're all for that, Eddie. I'm not. Uh, so the Oakland Coliseum was next to last. They've had 131 total violations, 63 critical violations for food safety. But my favorite part of this is that at the time the data was made available, most of the Coliseum had gone uninspected, according to Sports Illustrated, which means with most of the stadium not being investigated, many of the concession stands in the, where they sell food and want to not investigate it, the Oakland-Alameda County Coliseum was still second worst in baseball, which tells you if they had the updated data, then the, the Coliseum in Oakland would be dead last, not the ballpark in Tampa. So they... Yeah, exactly. Uh, nearly every stand had. <laughs> Danny is very upset about. Check this, this out, Eddie. Every nearly every stand at A's games had one at least one violation. Almost sixty percent had a critical violation, and the typical had signs of vermin. Uh, which is, <laughs> can I get a side of relish and some yeah, there's, vermin? There's a, joke, Eddie, there's a joke there. I'll Eddie, we don't eat inside the Coliseum. The parking lot there is famous for the tailgating. So, bring your own food. Yeah, the rats start in the parking lot and then come into the stadium. Oh, how dare you! It's where they live. I, I'm 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 checking out some of the highlights. Here. How about now? Here, now here's a, yes. a an honest question. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, if there was a restaurant and you've got a hundred violations or whatever, they shut you down. Yeah. I mean, do you just let them keep? Do you find them? I mean, is there a certain if you don't uh, come up to code, you're going to shut up, shut down the hot dog stand? What's going on here? It's a fair question. It's not. There's not a national standard, right? It's it's based on where you're located. Like if you're in Baltimore. Where the Orioles are third worst, Camden Yards. Check this out, Eddie. Rodent infestation oh, was observed at multiple stands, but oh. classified as a non-critical violation in Baltimore. So in Baltimore, rodents infesting your food is not a critical violation. It's good to know. What, what kind of food? What, are they what isn't? What would be then? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to ask. I don't know. My man sports with Coleman's like he'd like a fried rat. Please, can you get some fried rat? Jeez. Anyway, uh, Dodger Stadium, i got to be fair here. Dodger Stadium did not do that well, Eddie. The L.A. County Health Department uh, has been uh, been all over Dodger Stadium. They did not do that well there. 153 violations, 60 critical violations at Dodger Stadium. So I can go on. I, I, I'm, why am I so fascinated by ballpark food violations? But the best part is they charge you a lot for that. I know. Uh, Horrible food. You know why? Because it was like a big thing, like a whole ballpark experience when you're a kid. It's like, 
at least for me, you go out there, you see a ball game, and you get this eat food you don't normally get to eat. You know, and it's like cool I, I haven't been and, to Dodger Stadium in a while, but yeah. every time I go, I have to have a Dodger dog. It's just it's that's just yeah. part of it. Right. Well, okay, I, I am having. I, I I have said I I love the Dodgers and stuff, but the Fenway Monster Dog better than the the Dodger dog. And I was at Fenway last year. They only had two critical violations, so I feel comfortable. That I didn't, I, I didn't get sick from the monster dog that I ate at Fenway last year, and the reason is they only had two critical violations. So uh, that ends the food ballpark inspection conversation. There will be For a now. quiz. There will be a quiz later. Uh, there will absolutely be a quiz later. Uh, we'll take your phone calls if you would like to be part. Give us a call right now. You know the number. We're going to reopen the phone lines. We we shut them down. We shut her down last hour. And did something we've never done. We just took listeners' numbers on social media and called them. Well, it happened once. <laughs> yeah. So one-time situation. We'll call this one Baby Steps. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. My friend uh, Sports with Coleman told me that he was invited to a food tasting at the Ravens Stadium. They have a, a Shake Shack is coming. The, the first NFL stadium to get Shake Shack, the burger place. Yeah, I've been to one in Ohio. Yeah. You know what? I got to tell you, Shake Shack, overrated. Uh-oh. It's overrated. It's good, but it's overrated. It's got New York hype. The New York hype machine behind Shake Shack. And I was at the, the first standalone Shake Shack in New York. My brother took me there years ago. Good burger, but an overrated burger. You can get a better burger out there than Shake Shack. I like In-N-Out. I'll take five guys over Shake Shack. How about that? Well, I agree with both of those yeah. statements. All right. Anybody disagree? Anyone dis- If you don't disagree, stand your ground right now. Anyone anywhere at all? Um, I would probably I would probably go Shake Shack before Five Guys, but not no. before In-N-Out. No, I like Five. Five Guys is pretty good. I, the bread, very, very the bread at Five, yeah, it's expensive. Fast food should uh, not be expensive. It is pricey. How about that spot we went to that time in Burbank, Big Ben? What's the steak and shake? Oh, steak and shake. Yeah, that one's pretty not good. Bad. Oh, I was wrong. That's the one I've gone to in. in oh, Ohio. you don't like that one? No, 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 no. I, oh, I, that's the one I've gone. You. I haven't gone to. I've not gone to Shake Shack. So. Wait a minute. Which is the one inside oh, New go. York, New York? <laughs> in in, in uh, Vegas. That is Shake. There is Shake Shack. Is on the Strip. Yeah, that that yeah. that one's better than Five Guys. Nah. Five Guys gives you a bigger burger. What? Yeah. It well, does. Well, but, uh, yeah, but you got to get an extra patty on that. Yeah, you got to pay for it. You got to pay for anything. No, but I, value is a huge factor in determining value. what's a better establishment. I rank things up. My, my, the Maller rating system. I go by French fries. How good's the French fry? Uh, I go by the size of the burger. I thought Five Guys French fries were. They give you a bag I, of French I love fries. Five guys French they fries. give you a gigantic. Me and Danny G. Remember, yeah, Danny? We went yeah. to Five Guys, and they always and, give and you they, a little extra in the bag. Yes. And peanuts! They give you peanuts to snack on before the food comes. Peanuts! You know what's better than all these places? What? And now open just down the street. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Is that, have you been there yet? I and haven't. Now. And Ben made us a <laughs> promise. Open down the street. What was yep. the promise? What was that? Once they opened, you were gonna get. You were gonna make a food run. Oh, for that's everybody. right. Yeah, once yeah. We're yeah, gonna do that. All right. Fat Sal's. Fat Sal's. All right, we'll I do apologize. That, which yeah. will destroy any kind of dietary thing <laughs> that I have going on. I was stunned. Uh, I only gained two pounds on my vacation. That was shocking news. 
Congratulations. Yeah. Did you really eat a lot? or did you I had a 12-cheese grilled cheese sandwich at Melt in, in Oh, yeah, Akron. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we thought we pronounced you dead, actually, on the <laughs> air. We were like, well, there's no way he's going to make That reminded me of my uh, my wife used to be on a grilled cheese cooking thing. Yes, I know. And, I've had and, uh, the uh, Mrs. Mallard yeah. grilled cheese. She doesn't do that much anymore. But, yeah, back there was like a period of months where it was grilled cheese this and grilled cheese that. Twice grilled grilled cheese and you name it. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Mark the Full Name Guy. Who's on Fox Sports Radio? Hello, Mark. Mark, <laughs> the full name guy. Ben Maller. Well, hello, Broadway Ben Maller. You spin master of misinformation. Congratulations, Mark. I'm glad you got out of jail. I was not in jail. Don't tell me. Pete in Pittsburgh's been saying I was in jail. No comment. <laughs> well, it's a myth, of course. Pete, it, obviously is jealous that Mark the Full Name Guy is in a beautiful little town called Santa Barbara with beautiful weather. You know, Ben Maller, I, I, you want to hear why I had to leave uh, uh, San Francisco, the Tenderloin? Uh, a neighbor of mine had a pet rat that died. He brought home a feral, pregnant rat that had a 13 baby litter. They all escaped into the walls of the building. Uh-oh. What's wrong with that? What do you uh, you have a bias against rats? Are you racist against rats? Yes. Can't we yes, all get uh, along? What's wrong with you? you no, know, me and Peta are are at odds. I'm sorry. I I, I don't buy uh, buy a couple of rat traps. I mean, I have no love for for rats. We know that vermin don't they don't uh, multiply very well, do they? They have trouble conceiving. Yes. Oh, yes, of yeah. course, they must be sterile. Their mom just had a litter of 13 babies. Yeah, they have a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, multiplying, right. yeah. Can we get that guy that wanted to talk about turtles? Can we get that guy back? Uh, you know, there's a place here where they have this pond, this pond in a in a little plaza yeah. with, with, with like two dozen turtles, large yeah. ones. Why, why do I care about that? Well, they're, I was told they're actually Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Which brings us back to the uh, the Kung Fu Panda. Is, is the Kung Fu Panda going to land on a team? Is he going to wind up back on the Giants? They suck so bad. They need. <laughs> they need. Well, I, I know you were in Santa Barbara, but well, are, you, are you stuck like two months behind? Are you? Are you? Uh, Pablo Sandoval is back with the Giants. He's back. Oh, he in, is? Yes, he re-signed with the Giants organization, uh, and a very emotional. Very emotional, wow. right? Uh, yeah, he plays. He was last I. Che- I don't think he's in the major leagues. He was last I checked. He was in the minor leagues, trying to lose about seventy five pounds that he gained playing in Boston. But uh, he's he's back. All right, thank you. Uh, we'll update thank you. Thank you we'll, for the good yeah. news, Ben. Yeah, I know. I well, love that guy. Sandoval. I know. Who doesn't love Pablo Sandoval? We'll, we'll update you on other news that happened a month ago. Next, uh, that's very exciting. We'll get to that. Uh, By the way, how is it that Pablo Sandoval escapes the fat jokes? Doesn't seem fair. That's a good point. There, I know Bartolo's the king of fat baseball players, but, you know. There was a couple of months after he showed up to spring training when he was really going for it with the Red Sox his first time that we had a lot of Pablo Sandoval jokes. We have not, we've not had a belt, the belt Yeah, buster. broke a belt, right. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had too many. You're right. All right, so that's a call to action. If you have a good fat joke around Pablo Sandoval, send it in. Send us your Bart, uh, and, not your Bartolo, your Pablo Sandoval. And by the way, Ben, he was called up a few days ago. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, who the hell watches the Giants these days? My God, they're terrible. Not only are they a baseball team, they suck. All right, we will get to this is exciting password, the word game of the stars. We'll also get to baby steps and some other random things as well. All of that 
All of that coming up in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. Well, I have confirmation from Will that my analysis of five guys was accurate. And the peanuts pushes them ahead of Shake Shack. So that's as long as they keep the nuts, they're good at the Shake Shack. They are absolutely good. Well, this is one of the stories that it's, – it's like an Iron Man story uh, is what it is. It, it really is an Iron Man story from the world of Major League Baseball. And we take you now to the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Braves side of things. And uh, this is just wonderful. It's, it's horrible and wonderful at the same time. Now, the Braves have a shortstop named Johan Camargo. I believe that's his name. I've never who? heard of him. I don't know who he is. But this guy will live on in infamy. I have a feeling 15 years from now, if I'm still doing this nonsense, I'll play a Who Am I game, and the question will be, can you name the Atlanta Braves shortstop who ran out before the game to his position and had to be taken out of the game because while jogging out to his position, he tripped and hurt his knee. Uh, It had to be carried off by the trainer and another guy. Uh, it happened in Atlanta uh, yesterday. Johan Carmago, as is, I believe that's his name, he was taken out of the game before it started. He stepped out of the dugout. He was jogging on a field. And then, oh, look at that. Oh, my God, I'm watching it right he, no! Look at that. Oh, no. <laughs> he reaches down trying to touch the line and prior to crossing it. And in a just a wreck, like a car accident. Uh, there it is. Right? This is worse than the Grammatica celebration injury. At least that person was celebrating a made field goal or whatever it was. This guy was just running out on the field. Yeah. They, the Braves announced that he had a hyperextended knee. A hyperextended knee. And so uh, that's, the, that's the story. It's so funny because one of the angles on the Fox Sports uh, feed from Atlanta they they show the pitcher, you know, touching the dirt, you know, doing the cross sign, and right behind the guy's doing the cross sign, do a prayer, and right behind, bam! <laughs> there goes the shortstop. <laughs> oh, it's great. That's, Professional uh, athletes. That's, uh, that's Major League Baseball. That's right up there with Richie Sexton getting hurt because his baseball cap was too tight. He thought he had uh, cancer. I uh, thought, you know, all these headaches. Uh, and then there was a guy, some guy for the Rockies, I think it was. Maybe not the Rockies. But he, he had to leave the game. He, I think he ended up on the deal. He, he got a rash from laying on the grass. He was allergic to the, the type of grass in spring training, and they, uh, they had a problem there. It was, it was uh, some, some interesting stuff. Uh, we'll get to password in a moment, but a reminder about the Farmer's Insurance Experience it's coming up here. The Farmers Insurance Open for the past couple of years. Fox Sports Radio, the channel you're listening to right now, has been broadcasting live from Torrey Pines in La Jolla, California, for the Farmers Insurance Open. And Fox Sports Radio is looking forward to going to the Farmers Insurance Open again. That's in January, so again, some time to go. If you also want to go watch the pros play in person, walk around inside the ropes. That's always cool. Inside the ropes with legendary golf. This guy, Ricky Fowler's Q rating is through the roof. Uh, You can do that during the Pro-Am, and now is your opportunity. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do even better for you. 
I'm going to give you a solid. Here's what I'm going to do. How would you like to go to the Farmers Insurance Open and take another trip to play around on the Players' Championship course at Sawgrass in Florida? Now, this is, I would think, for the hardcore golf fan, but it doesn't have to be. Our friends at Farmers Insurance can help make all of this happen. Check out FarmersExperienceCounts.com. It's FarmersExperienceCounts.com. Not only will you be able to be part of this contest, but also you can get golf pointers from Ricky Fowler and Butch Harmon. And don't tell anyone about it. My advice is to not tell anyone and then just start collecting money when you play golf and you beat your friends up because you took some tips from Fowler and Harmon. So be part of that. It's a great opportunity for you. There's a video series on there as well. And you can enter the Experience Count Sweepstakes to win a trip to both the Farmers Insurance Open and to TPC Sawgrass along with a custom, this is great, custom fit set of Cobra Puma clubs. Right, That's a pretty pricey item right there. Farmers Insurance Counts, uh, both on and off the course, visit FarmersExperienceCounts.com. Again, FarmersExperienceCounts.com for official rules and a chance to win an amazing golf experience for yourself. Attention, everyone. And the password is password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, let's do it. It is password time. The word game of the stars, as mentioned. Just heard it right there. So let's get to the game right now. And let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Pick a caller by his name and number. Mr. Irrigation. Hello, Mr. Irrigation. Thank you, Ben. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. To be the man, you have to beat the man. I hope he's got the guts to have called in. Who are you looking to play? I want to play Big Sean. Really? Yep. All right. All right well, who would you like to partner up with? You, Big Ben. Oh, look at that. That's a, a, a sage decision by you, Mr. Irrigation. And Thank you. We will bring home the win. Uh, and let's and the bacon. Uh, that's right, yes. Uh, Big Sean, are you there, Big Sean? You know it, Big I'm right here, and I'm yeah. ready to win. Oh, it sounds like you're back at the ballet. I can uh, Very similar to the sound the other day. <laughs> no, 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 I'm at home. I'm in, the, I'm in my comfortable living room this time. Uh-huh. No game of charades. Oh, okay, well, very good. You guys are somewhat regulars on the show. So, unbelievable. Let, that's not unbelievable. Uh, now, who do you like to partner up with, Big Sean? Uh, I'm the most popular person on the show, so I was picked first. Uh, and we have other people here. We have uh, yeah. now R- Ralph's out tonight, so we have Eddie in for Ralph. We've got Danny I G. I think we already know the answer and, to this. And Coop. Welcome all back. right, Coop, a loop. You picked Coop. Is that what you said? I think I heard you say Coop. Not, not at all. Eddie G. Eddie G. That's right. Okay. What the new all guy. Right. All He's right. giving us a classic matchup here. Mr. Irrigation and Ben versus Big Sean and Eddie. Gentlemen, nine words on the board because fellas cross out number three. Coop wasn't here last Wednesday, so he, okay. he didn't know that word was used. Oh. So we have one, two, four through ten. Mr. Irrigation, you are on the line first. What number is it going to be? Lucky number seven. Number seven. All right. Ben, uh, you're up first. Okay. Uh, let's go. How about. Eh, let's see, you should get this right away. How about Vermin? Rat. Yeah. Good job by you. 
And we're on wow. the board. You can put it on the board. Yeah. 10 nothing. I, I said Maller myself. You want to quit right now, Big Sean? You're losing 10 nothing. You're being shut out, you punk. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> One question in. Yeah. yeah. It's already over. Shocking. Mr. Uh, Irrigation, get your victory speech I ready, sure please. I missed this while I was gone. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, here we go, Big Sean. Uh, one, two, four through six, or eight through ten. Pick a number. Give me uh, nine. Eddie, you're up. All right, Big Sean, I'm going to use the Maller maneuver. Wow. <coughs> okay. <coughs> Not going to work. Are- Stop what making noise. Mr. Irrigation, please. <laughs> Calm down, you jackass. Jeez. All right, Big Sean. Yeah. Boxing. Match. No! All right, Mr. Irrigation. Let's oh, I got this one. Hold I on. got this Hold one. On. Let me use the Maller maneuver. No, no. I'm going uh, to teach these amateurs. I have this no, one. Relax. Okay. Relax to me. I'm going to use the Maller maneuver as an expert. It's my move. And now we'll show them how it's done. Here we go, Mr. Irrigation. Wedding. Ring. Yeah, ring. Oh, it works. It still works. 19 to nothing. 19 to nothing. This is a blowout of epic. You suck at this game, Sean. Act like you've been in the end zone before. He's not used to winning. Man, you've got to celebrate every touchdown. Enjoy the journey, not just the destination. He's the all-time leader in password losses. Man, we're like the Dodgers at this game, Mr. Irrigation. This is great. I'm pretty sure. Ah, whatever. I'm pretty sure Mr. Irrigation got the answer from Eddie's clue. No, he did not. He got it from my clue. No, 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 no. We all know why Mr. Irrigation got that answer. You said you knew the answer after I came. My clue. I reinforced the Maller maneuver <laughs> I used. All right, all right. Who sent the ring Next. to you? All right, here we go. One, two, four through six, eight and ten are available, Mr. Irrigation. Uh, you know, I might as well take number one. N- number one. All right. This is where we <laughs> this is where we run it up. Listen to me. This is where we run it up here right now, okay? Right, here Ten we- four. Deceased. <laughs> Dead? Yeah! Wow. 29 to what nothing! A, what a difficult word that was. 29 to nothing! Oh my God, how did Twi- you ever get that This one? is an unbelievable route. This, the, right, someone go, call Eddie, the police. We right. need paramedics. Well, hopefully we'll get an Big, easy word Big like Sean's on life support at this it. point. Was, God, this is a slaughter Sean, is what this is. You need this one. Two, four, you five, six. You are being six. murdered on the radio. Eight or ten? Ten. 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 He's a beaten man. I can tell in his voice he's a beaten man right now. Uh, All right, Big Sean. All right. Focus. He has none. The password (laughs) is speakers. Speakers. Music. No. <laughs> Boy, this is the, this is fun. You're listening to Perfection, uh, Fox Sports Radio. Mister Irrigation uh, and uh, myself, Ben, uh, just dominating, just absolutely crushing. Big you can Sean tell and Eddie. Win. Man, is this great? Just, just absolutely. Pioneer. All right, let's go with. Uh, how about? Hmm. Got a couple of options here. Uh, let's go with audio. Sound. No. 
All right. Um, Big Sean, the password is woofers. <laughs> what was the first? Oh. He's Speakers. To, he's trying to Google it. See, Google's not working. That's the problem. Not at all. Yeah, you're a cheater. Sound. No, you're apparently not a good cheater. Oh, uh, no. Goodness. That's sounding. Yeah, uh, I think that's. Yeah. We're gonna have to pause for the cause. Oh, no, well, no, this game's no, over. It's, it's it. it is that's a it. final. And Wait, right can now, I try this one now? No, you is suck. It base? No. Is it base? It was. No. Is it base? No, it's not. It was stereo. stereo. Mr. Irrigation, you are the winner. Did I get a golden ticket? You get a golden ticket. You get a. Can I hear the music, please? I got a golden ticket. This, the word, the last word was stereo. And, Sean, I want you to listen to the podcast in stereo as we mock you because we're the winners. You lost. But thank, we thank you guys for playing. Uh, good job, Mr. Irrigation. Terrible job by Big Sean. Get back to the ballet. Uh, we'll have Cowboys Corner and a visit with our doctor, the doc. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, I hope you have a good book lover's day today. That's uh, it's the holiday. Does that count as a holiday, book lover? What if you like digital books? Does that count? Or is it only like the old school books? How's that work? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, you got the Doc, who's somewhere in the greater Chicagoland area, and he is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Doc. Hello. You're, this is the flood of calls from Chicago. So, you know, there's only a couple more things that I enjoy more than waiting to get on your show. One is waiting for my girlfriend to get out of the shower, and the other one is waiting for my hygienist. She is so gorgeous. You're, you're, you're such a... Uh, such a stud, Doc, is what you are. You are such a, uh, a monster, yes. At 72, you know, there's not many things that uh, worth waiting for anymore. But you know what? I talked to your guy in New York the other day, one of the engineers like Koopaloo, uh, you call him over there. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, why don't you have an affiliate in Chicago? Because the last one that was here was uh, Ben Maller. Years ago, yeah. when you had well, that, you ch- you contact. got us in trouble. Remember, remember that you well, got us in all banned. kinds of trouble. I know we did all that. But again, Doc, stuff. I've pointed out many times that the satellite radio we're on in Chicago right now. We have listeners in Chicago. We have the <laughs> bread man, the milkman in Chicago that listens to. Yeah. What uh, do they do? Type in uh, calls to right. you? Or See, Doc, now you've wasted all of Cowboy's time. Now we don't have time for Cowboy because we put you on. I want you to apologize. Uh-oh. I want you to apologize uh-huh. to Cowboy right now. I'll be happy to. I'm sorry, Cowboy, but I, I'll stick around listening to you, pal. Believe me. Yeah. We got- uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Did we really need that? Can I get that time back when I'm on my deathbed? Uh, out kick. No, you can't. Out kick the coverage. Clay Travis warming up right now. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 